Hello and welcome to episode 388 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, a place where small press makes a big noise. I'm Tony Esmond, my hips don't lie. Joining me as always is the creator of the webcomic Vanguard, Mr. Dan Butcher. Hello. <laughs> you may notice that Vincenzo's not with us this week. He's feeling a little ill, a little under the weather. So please send him some good vibes and send him nude pictures. I think that's a good idea, Dan, do you? Oh, that might not get him out of his stupor. Depends who, I suppose. Depends who, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, stepping in with his dashing good looks and questions on hand is your friend and ours, Tommy Guns Curry. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Hi, Tom. Good. It's going good, man. Yeah. How you been? Did you ever get, get some banter from your surname, Tom? Oh, all the time. All the oh, time. Okay. Uh, yeah, that is a loads of shit about um, no, saying curry, yeah. Stuff. <laughs> curry night etc oh fucking hell yeah. um playing rugby as a kid you saw yeah. that you do the call out for the lineouts yeah I've not, all the other teams have got this really intricate number system and i think it's just like you just name out fucking food stuff <laughs> so like right so <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> easy to work out if you've been to more it wasn't too hard frankly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i could always use, use it with a girl or do you fancy a taste of curry etc or this yeah. curry's hot or yeah. Uh, I, yeah this is this is this is old to you i presume you've done this a million oh. times I mean, you know, how do you think I got my current partner? <laughs> um, yeah. Say no more. But good. do you know what is a great partnership? Oh, nice work. What is a good partnership? <laughs> it's Comic House, isn't it? Very good. Very good, Tom. Fit right nice. in. I knew you would. Um, yes, nicely done. Comic House is an indie comic, uh, comic marketplace with a difference. There's a huge selection of titles on their database, and if you self-publish, you can list your book on there for a small fee and start selling straight away. They have a featured section on their site and also have their own app. It's like Netflix for comics. And for only £3 a month, you can get access to an enormous, enormous library of digital indie comics. What great stuff can you find on there at the moment, Danny Boy? We've got X, Issue Zero, the explosive tech noir thriller. We've got Lady <laughs> Phantom, Issue 5 from Chimerial Creations. And we've got Surrealsville, Volume 3. Oh, yeah. Hey! Hey! For ages. No. Let me read out the synopsis of X. Okay. Uh, EXE. Uh, fucking that's long. I'll just <laughs> read the reverse line. <laughs> X, X, X is a fresh take on the contract killer genre with its action paced, uh, packed deep dive into the nightmarish Mariana's web, the grotesque fifth level of the internet ruled over by cruel cyber criminal organizations. There you go. Very and good. Very good. If you like Old Boy, Go Go 13, and Itchy the Killer, that's the book for you. Okay, that sounds good. I quite so, like those things. I, well, I do, I, yes. Yeah, yeah, I like those things. Yeah. 102 pages. That's not something to be sniffed at. Mm. Brilliant. So you can read that and a whole lot more on uh, Comic House. You can, and I'll finish it. Why not put your own comics on their digital shelves and yeah. spread the word of indie and small press comics? General chat. Good. Oh, no, that's not meant to read that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> I would get really tired of that assassin. Oh, we've got the ultimate assassin and we don't want to use him anymore. What should we do? Like, let's kill him. Let's, no, don't do that. Just yeah. give him a pay the time's over, say, old, old assassin bloke. Yeah. yeah. We think is the best it... way to do it is to kill you. Yes. I mean, to kill somebody no. ain't difficult. You can be an old bloke and kill people, can't you? Yeah. You just have to pull yeah. a trigger. I don't know why they have to be a getaway, you know, kill them or something. There must be more to it than that. And the fact they're just old, you know. Hmm. Well, it's kind of if they're absolutely lethal killing machines, and your best idea is to to kill them. That's just not a good. They say, look, it's like five hundred k. Have a great life. Thanks for yeah. the, the work you've done. Yeah. Maybe a carriage clock. Yeah, <laughs> you can extend it to all kinds of things. You know, you're you're a tea lady. You're too old to be a tea lady. I'm going to kill you now. You know, it could yeah. happen everywhere, couldn't it? 
we're going to send out some uh, not so quite good tea ladies to come and get you and then <laughs> yeah. you end up at tea lady headquarters and take your revenge on the top tea lady you're a bit of a shit comics editor time to die mind you there'd be a bit of that going on wouldn't there to be fair yeah okay, that'd be a bloodbath tea <laughs> <laughs> lively that vince isn't here here we go that's it that did he see uh i have to i can't remember who posted it in the slack but the uh sales figures on chainsaw man oh yeah, yeah it's massive isn't it? good lord 2019 was uh half million 2020 was 2.5 2.6 million 2021 was 5.2 million and uh, 2022 is 3.4. So wow. it's quite a lot of units there. And we I mean, haven't even things... mentioned it that much. No. No. I mean, I would say like, the second the second arc has just started and it's solid. It's solid commentary. It's got a manga now. Oh, sorry, got an anime now, isn't it? Is that it right? does, yeah. 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 yeah, 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 it yeah, yeah. I think and it's it can... on Netflix, is it? U- US or something? Oh, is We're it? We're probably getting in the UK. UK at some... okay. Not yet. We'll probably get it at some point. Hmm. There was quite a lot of the New York Comic Con about it. Okay. Yeah, like quite, there's mm. like a digital display thing, and quite a lot more cosplayers doing it than I'd seen before. Um, yeah, interesting. I find it frustrating when you kind of say, "Well, comic sales are great," and they kind of add in figures like this for it. But it's like the people that are picking up Chainsaw Man aren't the pick- people that are picking up Superman. There's no yeah. crossover. Yeah, as and people, to say as, otherwise is disingenuous. Yeah, as people used to be fond of saying, it's a medium. You know, you don't compare. Yeah. You know, films in you know, oh, the British film industry or the American film industry. You know, oh, it's all right in Bollywood. You know, it's like that, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it's not. Yeah, it's not comparable a lot of the time. No, it doesn't. Yeah. You're not allowed to say fly. that though, because you you get called names online. You say it, don't you? But like I said, like you get people running GoFundMe's to to make the rent, but then saying, "Oh, the industry's <laughs> yeah. as good as it's ever been." Like that comics beat, saying, "Oh, the industry's absolutely like in a golden age," but yeah. none of our advertisers are paying paying us what for the adverts they run. So, yeah, yeah, so we we've got to run a patron or whatever to to carry on. Is that well? That's not healthy. Yeah, That's no, not at all. Even, so, even by your own. Okay, run a Patreon, but the 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 thing for me on that one, the tiers were far far too expensive for something right, you're getting okay. free. Mm. You know, and there was I think you had to go quite a way up to get like extra material that you wouldn't get on the site. And like otherwise, it's just you just got your begging bowl out, man. You know, yeah, yeah. provide a service and get people to pay for it. That's the way you do it. You know, I Absolutely. think that's yeah, yeah. correct. Get, get, offer up something people want and they'll pay. As uh, you're fond of saying, Dan, facts. Yeah, yeah. facts. Hashtag fact. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say that very much, but no. perhaps I'm going to start working into my routine. I think so. Yeah, no. yeah your daily conversation. Yeah, yeah. I might say it around, you know, around the coffee machine tomorrow. Hashtag facts. And to see what people look at me about, you know. Just all that move more cars as you do it, frankly. Yeah. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't speak to most of them anyway, so it would be a bit of a surprise if I just say that randomly while they're talking. But, yeah. I... Because I had the Christmas party coming up that's been cancelled because of the, the train strike. Oh, no. I've been practice. I've been practicing the moonwalk. <laughs> like, pretty solid. I've been doing like about five, ten days, five, ten minutes a day practice on the moonwalk, and I'm getting pretty fucking good at it. And now so that's been thanks British Rail or whoever it is. <laughs> they are into. I've been telling everyone really? that Nora, my friend at work, is getting married. She's getting married to the bloke who's the coach of her local, local football team, and I've just been telling everyone that. Brilliant. So that's they will believe it, obviously. Well, some of them look at me, don't you know, twice. Uh, yeah. Me and it. Though. But uh, that's, show the, ahead. That's, the, 
That's the chat tick ticked. Yeah, general <laughs> chat ticked. That's done, yeah. that general chat. We've got well, an exciting... That. We have got well, an exciting... The recipe that Vince sent us, just to keep us all <laughs> yeah. on track. <laughs> yeah, it'd be upset because I slightly rewrote the comic cast thing, just to make it more me. But the um, we've got an exciting show for you. Um, although Vince is here, we miss him. Um, but we've got um, some questions from um, Tommy Guns. Mm-hmm. And I've also got a little quiz so I thought we might start with the quiz. It gets all sort of lubed up, ready for the rest of the show. What do you think, guys? Yeah, nice one. Uh, yeah. Brilliant, right, okay. Let me just take off my top. <laughs> wow. Wow. You've been working out, my friend. The camera's on. on. Camera. Camera's on. on. Yeah. Um, you probably have, though. Right, so we're going to play... Um, it's a British comics quiz, and we're playing True or Balls. So rather than saying false, I thought we could say balls. True balls. True okay. balls. Yeah, yeah. That works. So what I've done is I've researched cunningly. I know we're big fans of the genre. Probably haven't read many girls' comics from you know, the, that have been out in the UK over a number of decades. I think since the 60s is where this runs from. And I'm going to give you the title of a comic that appeared in one of these girls' weekly comics. And I want okay. you to tell me, is it true or is it balls? So This is going to be fucking mental, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. I've, Tilly and a great big on. knob and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> that can't be real. And it, it is. Well, that's it. You, that's um, it. The thing is, it's, it's it's like trying to work out my brain more than work out whether this is actually. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is. Are you, are you keeping score, Tony, or shall I keep score? Oh, do you want to keep score then? I don't mind keeping score. That's fine. Okay, cool. Cheers, Tom. Cheers, cool. Tom. That's all right. Tom's too. You still got to take play, play so. You could, you could take oh, yeah, no, no, no. Good, good, good. Okay, so the first one, who, let's go to Tom first. He's the guest. Cool, thank you. Millicent Martin, Grave Robber. Hmm. I think that's true. No, that is false. That one. Oh. Okay. Over to Dan. Eskimo Nell and her reindeer. True. No, that's false. Eskimo Nell was actually a soft porn film in the 70s. Oh. So that makes you a degenerate, doesn't it? Let down. Well, I didn't know that, so that, that I'm not a degenerate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not can't argue, not a complete degenerate. Yeah, I wouldn't argue quite that. I don't think the listeners no, no, will no. understand that one. Um, good. And the next one. Um, oh, back to you, Tomster. Ready. Carrie Cartwright, crime reporter. Ooh. Yeah, do you know I, that that rings true. That has like kind of like a ribbon belt. It's. No, it's not. That's not. I made that one up. Ah, bloody hell! Wow. Uh, yeah, man. Bloody hell, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> it's all mind games. It's all mind games, boys. Um, next one is, um, this is back to you, Dan. A bed called Fred. A bed called Fred. Yeah. A bed called Fred. Balls. No, Balls that one is Tony. true. That appeared, in, oh, that appeared in Bunty. <laughs> that was the story in Bunty. I just want to take a quick pause here. The school's zero zero. <laughs> yeah, man. Got goose eggs here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, back to Tomster. Yeah. A doll called Dinky Doo. Doll called Dinky Doo. Um, a, do- a doll called Dinky Doo. Let's go true. It is true. Score to oh, Tomster from Bunty. Yeah. That's from Bunty, Ooh. that one. Okay. Back to you, Dan. Question number six. Okay. Annie's secret wheelbarrow. <laughs> That's got to be balls, surely. Balls is scored to the dancer. Yeah, yeah, I made that one up. That was quite a good one, though, wasn't it? Se- Do you like that? Secret wheelbarrow. 
Trouble is, all of these I can imagine them being yeah, of course. real. Yeah. Yeah. You read these out to uh, John Wagner and Pat Mills. These have become stories in the next issue, wouldn't they? I, oh, yeah. they, yeah, yeah. I, I remember writing that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, back to the Tomster. So it's one yeah. apiece at the moment, isn't it? Is I, it's one um, apiece. Yep. Yeah. But almost halfway through. Tension. Good. <laughs> uh, Tomster. Marilyn, the ghost headmistress. Balls. Very good. It is balls. Oh. You're getting in the groove now with my thoughts. Yeah, aren't you? I'm yeah. feeling Something. it. Yeah. Over to Dan. Sue's fantastic fun bag. <laughs> That's got to be balls. Sue's fan. No, it's true. It's in Ginty. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Sue's this fantastic fun bag. Fun bag. <laughs> <laughs> I would say if it was fun bags, they wouldn't have got away with it. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Have, is, have you got any kind of idea what that story is about? No, I'm afraid I haven't. Nah. No, I will research it for next episode. I'm sure uh, Richard would know. Uh, Richard Mr. Chief. Chief, he's a big fan of Sue's fun bag. <laughs> Man with the knowledge. Yeah, he'd know. Um, next up, number nine. Back to you, Tomster. Yep. Wilma and her wheels. True. It is true. And sadly, it's about a girl in a wheelchair from Ginty. Fucking hell. <laughs> Fucking hell. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I wonder when that was put out, 70s? Yeah, I think it was 70s, that one. Yeah. Okay, good. Question number 10. Um, Millie's magical hat. This is you, Dan. Millie's magical hat. I only go for a true. No, it's false, that one. Oh, fuck. (laughs) I've got one. Is that what you've got? What's the scores, Thomas? Uh, It's 3-1 to myself. Uh, But I feel like I'm I'm being supported by Dan rather than... (laughs) (laughs) He has had stressful 10 minutes trying to sort his microphone out. He has, yeah. 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 So we'll we'll blame that. Where were we next? Um, Oh, yeah. Uh, Question number 11. Pat, who's this to? Uh, It's to myself. To Tomster. Uh, Patty Pickle. Patty Pickle. Patty Pickle. It's got the Esmonds about it. I think it's Balls. No, that's true. From Twinkle Twinkle Comic, that one is. This is a rough quiz. Next (laughs) one, T. Next one. To you, Dan. Bird Girl Brenda. Bird Girl Brenda. That's true. That is true. It's from Ginty. Yes. Bringing it back. 3-2. Very good. Very good. Good. It's very wholesome, that. Yeah, I think so. Number 13. <laughs> bad Girl Brenda. Oh, no, it could be Bird, <laughs> bird Girl Brenda. Bad Girl Brenda. Bad Girl Brenda. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, number 13. Uh, mm-hmm. Who's this again? This is you, Tom Strange. This is myself, yeah. Um, Topsy Tilly's Upside Down Circus. True. False. False. I was quite pleased with that one, making that one. Yeah, 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 definitely. Topsy Tilly's Upside Down Circus. I quite like that one. I might write that myself. Uh, I don't know how that would play out. (laughs) I don't know Uh, why. Why the fuck is it upside down? Why is it upside down? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, question number 14 over to Dan. The mystery of the seal of Babylon. And seal is, is an animal, a seal, or like the singer. The mystery of the seal of Babylon. Idea. I can't get my head around the meta game on this one. I don't know if that's true or not. I have no idea. Uh, balls. Nah, it's true. That's from the comic called June. Oh, that's a good title. Yeah, but with a joke. Yeah. Was that? Ah, oh, not so good. <laughs> um, number fifteen. <laughs> no, sorry, number number fifteen is back to Tomster. Yeah. Dolly the dog walker. 
Dominic Johnson. I think it's true. No, it's a false that one. Oh, what's the scores? It's three two. Okay, you can pull it round here, Dan, with the final one. Okay. Dolly mixture and Dotty dancer. Dolly no, mixture and Dotty dancer. I'm gonna get uh, balls. Yay! It's balls. Hey. It's a draw. Oh. Oh, look at that. No, I think you've got more, haven't you, Tom? No, it's got a draw. One more. No, it's three. No, it's a draw. Oh, You're a draw. Okay. Well done, guys. There you go. Out of out of six, <laughs> 16 questions, you got, 16, we got six, six right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a 50-50 chance. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Some of those titles are absolutely nuts. Like, I just couldn't conceive of oh. a comic being written by that, yeah. about that. There was one which There's... I told you both privately that sounds very dodgy, but isn't. Um... The um these, yeah, these are the strips they take the piss out of all the time in Viz. It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Any, secret, like any secret wheelbarrow, wheelbarrow needs to be in yeah. Viz, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. I wonder if Viz mm-hmm. listen. Uh, one of these might appear in there, mightn't it? <laughs> Mike's lax was it sa- laxative saxophone taxi? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <another one. laughs> He's, he drives around like a massive saxophone, and they sit in it, and then it, it's got a laxative effect. <laughs> <laughs> I gave a, a couple of times I've been chatting to Vince B off EOC about it, and um, and I, he says, "Say it again, say it again." I said, "What fat slags?" And he went, "I love the fat way you slags. say that." Fat slags. <laughs> good. I, I've got this is a real treat every Christmas for me. Yeah. I, I love. Yeah, me too, man. It's a good thing to sit on the couch with, isn't it? When you after. You yeah, I, I usually save it for a uh, Christmas Eve like afternoon and right. have a go at it, and then then read this. <laughs> Vince isn't here. Let's do what we like. <laughs> <laughs> he is obviously talking about wanking. Yeah, right, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that was a successful, another successful quiz. Because yeah, we, yeah. we haven't got Brinkers. an end of the year quiz this year, have we? So, have you um, not got one? No, well, all of, our, all of the villains are vanquished and lying bloody in gutters, aren't they? So we've, we, we might need to have a year off it, I think, this year. Yeah, we'll come back next year. Yeah, or give them time to train up, put a, put yeah. a team together. They need that montage, don't they? Yeah, do a training montage of reading loads and loads of comics. Yeah. <laughs> Second yeah. one's on Comic House for that one round. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> reading Comic House and eating crisps. That's the only one that sees us through. Is the Comic House round? It has been year. the last two years, isn't it? it has been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. When Good. we did up against uh, Pete and uh, what do you call it off the lakes. That was the only four that served through because they were fucking tough. He was a cracker on that, wasn't he? Wasn't he good? Yeah, he was really, really top. Yeah. I think if I was going to put together a super duo, if you and you and him, T, you, yeah. uh, you'd be unstoppable. Eamon and, um, Eamon and Damien were pretty good, to be fair. They were. Yeah, yeah they yeah, were. Yeah. I'm not putting against anyone. Yeah, all the, everyone's been like narrow squeaks. It's not been yes. absolutely dominating. It has, hasn't it? I thought you'd lost a couple of them yeah. until we've added up at the end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good. Well, lucky we've got our dashing uh, co-host joining us this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, earlier in the week, um, by the way, thanks to everyone who came to Drink a Draw. It was a, um, a mighty session. Um, yeah, it's good enough. Yeah, it's a good one, wasn't it? Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. You, you mentioned taking about shaking it up. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. It's one minute you are, next minute it's fucking 10 o'clock. And you're like, oh, we've got mm-hmm. quarter of day now. Yeah. You're going to shake it up, were you saying, Dan? Uh, did Tom say something about that, or was that off-air chat? I can't remember. I'm not sure. I don't think I've said anything. I'm shaking it up. Oh, okay. I've been, exce- been exceptionally sedentary about it, Frank, but I'm very happy with oh. the way it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix yeah. it. 
Yeah. We did think about having like themes and stuff, but then we thought, now we can't be bothered. Do you remember that's what we said, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's kind of hard time. If people want to draw what they want to draw, it's kind of when you're forcing them, you've got to draw this. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've seen, I don't want to name any names, I've seen some come through, like some of the drinker draws, and like, fair play to you guys. You know, you're putting the time in, you're getting people on there setting challenges and that kind of jazz and there's raffles and oh brilliant love for you yeah but i just want to have a drink and a draw some mates i think that's yeah a it's more of a social it's in a pub or something you know and you've got yeah, someone on a mic yeah. sort of saying stuff and going around looking at people's eyes sure. i think that maybe is yeah. an easier thing but we're just as we know everyone on it don't we it's not like we're just having yeah, yeah. having a giggle doing some drawing that's how many have we do. done now i'm gonna say we've done about 10 12 15 have we something like that easily yeah yeah, yeah. we did it all the way through the yeah. time. that's true yeah. So, yeah, no, very easily. Yeah, I look forward to it. Nice little Friday, yeah. Friday evening. Was it Friday Absolutely. evening? It was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's Friday evening. Yeah. No, it's a good little thing to do. It's yeah, a good little thing cool. to do. Oh, so, did lockdown start in 2019? That's nearly like three. Uh, 2020, years. wasn't it? 2020. 2020. Mm. Uh, 2020. Fucking was it like March 2020? Yeah. Is that right? It was. Yeah, it was yeah. March 2020, just before St. Patrick's Day. Ah, okay. Yeah. Ah, well, right about St. Patrick's Day, basically. And uh, yeah. a big shout out to all our Scottish listeners as yesterday was St. Andrew's Day. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Yes. Do you know what else yesterday was? Well, I I, I do know because you you mentioned yes. I do know what else was here. What else was yesterday? It's good. We'll talk what about was that yesterday? Later. You know. Right. I moving know. on to. Did uh, I not fucking say anything? That is really poor. What do you mean? Uh. No. You know. You know. You know. You no. know. Because you gave me a present. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So thankfully, Tom's here to say once again to save mm. the day. Who is that about? Who did they say that about? Was it Banana Man? Mighty Mouse. Mighty Mouse. Of Mighty yeah. Mouse, of course, yes. Yeah, and he has come armed with some questions for us. I, I have, yeah. yeah. I was kind of, um, when I was asked to come on for this week, I thought, oh, what, can we, what can we bring to the table that's a little bit different we haven't done before? And what I put, posed to the guys um, was five questions. I think it's about their bookshelves. Yeah. And there's no right and wrong answer here. There's just what's on your bookshelves at the moment. And I just mm. thought it was kind of an interesting way to go through. Yeah, I and I thought, so. we, I thought we'd kind of do is we just go through question by question in turn, say what we brought, almost like show and tell, almost like what we brought to the table. Yeah. And if you want to, you know, and it could just be a quick like, oh yeah, here's a question, here's what I brought, we can move on if you want to, or we yeah, can it might start a bit of a discussion well, depending. Yeah, on yeah exactly. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So uh, sound good? Sounds good that to sounds me. Great. Babes. Yeah. Lovely. Well, yeah. Uh, so the first question um, was, and I'll start with Tony. Okay. Um, the oldest comic in your collection. Yeah, this got me scratching my head, man. I've got to tell you, because as you well know, I'm very old. Um, but young at heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know what my oldest comic is, honestly. I think it must be from from Red Red and Bought. It was probably a British humour comic, you know, like a Dandy Rabino or something. Um, yeah. Because kind of we all started with that, didn't we, do you think? I think well, in the UK, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or similar. Yeah. Similar. Um, and then I thought, well, what else could it be? And I thought, well, maybe it was a British Weekly or maybe it was a you know, Marvel UK or UK Marvel or whatever it was called at the time. Um, it could have been that. Um, and then I was thinking, I don't necessarily want to talk about it because it, it means nothing. But what I decided to do was talk about the comic that I remember the most as a kid. So the mm-hmm. one that brings back a lot of memories from when I was young. And this came out when I think I was seven, I think. And it was um, one of my favourite memories of getting a comic. Um, 
my dad my father was away a lot he was in the forces and he was away from home a lot so I didn't see much of him but what he did do whenever he came home and I was home from school because I used to live at school um he would give me some comics that he got from his travels do you know what I mean Um, And one of the ones that I really, really remember very well, and funny enough, it came up in a conversation I had with Eamon a couple of nights ago. We were talking about Alex Ross, because this is also Alex Ross's favourite ever comic. Um, And it's Superman versus Spider-Man, the Treasury Edition. Um, Have you guys read that? No, No, I've not read that. Is that the one with the classic cover of Spidey, like on the the antenna? That's the one. Superman. Yeah, that's the one. So written by Jerry Conway, pencils by Ross Andrew, it's got one. It's one of those comics, a bit like um, Superman versus Muhammad Ali, or something like that, or Avengers mm-hmm. versus um, Justice League. It's one of those ones with quite a detailed history, where you've got like a couple of sort of companies sort of trying to get whatever they can into it, and it being tweaked a lot. So you've actually got uncredited on it. You've got Neil Adams and John Romita Senior on on some bit as well. Inks are uh, credited to Dick Giordano, obviously who's mostly a DC guy. But um, Terry Austin and Bob Wirecheck are uncredited as well on the inks on it. And all this has come out since. But I mean, at the time, I read and read and read and read it. You know, it's like one of those things I just wouldn't... I think I was probably in the back of a car or stuck somewhere on holiday and it just poured over it nonstop. And there's no way I could... I haven't read it for probably five, six years. I couldn't not open it now and just the memories would come flooding back. It's just... Things that are almost like imprinted onto my in my eyeball, my retina, you know, mm. from seeing them. Um, I still own the copy now. It's over there um, it, with all the other Treasury editions that I've got. And um, it was a lovely little run of reading stuff because, I mean, stuff like This Man, This Monster, which I talked about with Eamon a couple of nights ago, and stuff like Kirby's Thor, Kirby's 2001, some Buscema Avengers... Um, some Doctor Strange, all this sort of thing appeared in those treasuries. A lot of the time, uh, Barry Windsor Smith, you know, the, the oversized Barry Windsor Smith Conan stuff, appeared in those treasury editions, and it's mostly, in the most part, a reprint. But it was a bit like a bit like getting a UK annual, but I would get these massive big comics that my father would sort of appear, you know, oh, I'll find these home, and then he would hand, hand me these things. And it, it just brings back that. And that was kind of, if I looked at my collection and said, what's some of the oldest things that I treasure, then it would be that, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, how's that? Is that an okay answer, Tom? That's a yeah, yeah, answer, yeah, right? totally. yeah, 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 fantastic. That's amazing. Yeah. I just, I, unfortunately, I'm not going to be that erudite. <laughs> I'm sure you will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dan, would you like to go follow that up? Sure. Yeah, it's a weird one. Like Tony, like there's there's a ton of comics that was kind of uh, read as a, as a little one, and it's probably going to be like Beano or Dandy or something like that. And there, yeah. there was lots of comics before this, but this felt like kind of the first time I've got like a proper proper Marvel comic that wasn't like a, a reprint or re, repackaged or reformatted and it was uh avengers uh annual 18 uh okay. atlantis attacks do you remember that crossover yeah 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 that's one people yeah. often laugh about isn't it yeah it's not I, I can't remember it being that great if i'm honest but when but you're a kid through, do you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah because i was uh, we were going to like a school trip to italy for like two weeks and we were just getting the coach over there and it was like essentially two or three days on the fucking coach so before we went, I was like, can we get something to read? And we went into newsagent and I just picked up the biggest comic I could find, which was uh, this. And I think I've read that fucking thing so many bloody times. <laughs> I was just looking back over the cover of it and it's like female hero, hero wise, there's more females on the cover than there is blokes. And okay. I know there's always an issue nowadays of sort of the representation and stuff. It's like, man, Marvel were doing it back in the day. So were DC. 
it's yep. it's only a recent phenomenon when he sort of said, "Well, it's not being covered." It's like, well, it always has been. It's yeah, yeah. It's uh, there's. I really used to like the uh, the Captain Marvel that was in Secret Wars. You know, is it the Monica Rambeau? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It turned into like light, and she, I can remember first reading about her in uh, Secret Wars, and uh, <laughs> some of the lines in that I still remember. Like she gets blasted out of the sky, and uh, Rhodey is in the Iron Man armor in Secret Wars, isn't he? It's not, right. uh, and he he captures Captain Marvel as he's firing his repulsor rays, and someone says, "Oh, well done on catching." So and so, and he says, "Oh, you don't drop talent like this, my man." <laughs> <laughs> what a player! Yeah. So okay, wow. Yeah. So kind of that that really sticks in my mind is kind of like it wasn't my first Marvel comic or the first Marvel stuff I'd read, but it, this always seems to have a place. That's the the one my mind always jumps back to grabbing yeah. that one. That's nice, man. It's a good memory. Anyways. So yeah. yeah. The thing about we we find these comics so enthralling and. You know, the, the whole thing with, you know, emotion triggering memory, I think, is an interesting theory, isn't mm. it? You know, and because we're so caught up in it, it becomes a definitive memory of our past, reading mm-hmm. something that isn't anything to do, you know, that's just fiction. But it really does become, you know, you can only think about the comics we've read, the books we've read, you know, the episode of Doctor Who we saw when we were a kid, you know, all this sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it becomes a definitive part of our makeup, doesn't it? You know, and, and, and remembering that little moment, it, it's part of you now, isn't it, really? You know. It, it's a strange yeah. one because like, nowadays you can have something new at a touch of a button it's mm-hmm. you're, you're absolutely spoiled for choice like if you wanted something to read there's like a million web comics you can read for free and yeah. that's not even siphon all the yeah. stuff on the apps and stuff it's almost the entirety of every comic ever made is like, within your reach it's nuts mm-hmm. uh yeah absolutely. so yeah absolutely no i can completely see what you're talking about Frank. but it is um so it's too much in some sense, right? Yeah. It's so easy to like, you don't push through because you don't need to, because you can just find another thing to get that small dopamine rush. Yeah. Yeah. I I do sometimes feel like, do I want to start on something new? Because there's just, maybe not so much with comics, but definitely stuff like TVs or films or games or something. I think, God, there's such a lot in this. Mm-hmm. It's like, it requires a lot more effort and work, but with a comic, you can kind of just pick it up and away you go. And then when you yeah, finish, yeah. you're finished. Uh, I don't get this. Oh, I've got to read everything from issue one. No, I've never got that. That's no. never how we started anything. Otherwise, 2000 AD wouldn't still exist, and you know exactly. that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coronation Street this wouldn't one. still exist. You know, everyone would have to go back to day one. Yeah. Someone, because uh, I was bitching about the ITV two ITV player. Someone was moaning that they couldn't watch classic Coronation Street, and I just thought, saying, please do anything with your time. What's in the spend your time? Yeah. But going back and watching Coronation Street from 15 years ago, I'd start, oh, man. No one's going to sit on the deathbed and be like, I wish I'd watched more Cory before <laughs> yeah. Coronation Street, yeah. yeah. I've already seen, seen this once, but I want to see it again. Oh, come on. Mind you, Sally was a bit of a sort back in the day, wasn't she? Do you know what I mean? Which one's Sally? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have to agree, T. <laughs> Good. Tommy. So, um, a bit like yourselves, there's a classic Beano and like that one episode of that one issue of 2018 that I had for years. Yeah. Uh, you know, that read through back to back. But the one that I've actually got with me today is Marmaduke. And yeah. <laughs> it was it was made in uh this issue was published in 1985, which is four years before I was born. So I don't know how I have it or why I why it was in my bookshelf. But it's just a collection of like the classic one panel ad comics. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's by Brad Anderson and it's such a, such a clean storytelling. And it's, it's everything's there in one panel and the whole, there's an economy of line. There's no extra new thing. It's just exactly what needs to be in a panel comic. It's beautiful. Mm. Absolutely beautiful. And I've read, I've read, I was just, I mean, sort of flicking through it as you guys have been talking and just the memories flooding back, like looking at this thing, you know? Yeah. Just like being a kid and reading through it again. Reading it over and over. Yeah. Over and over again, reading like the same jokes and still. I think I'm, I mentioned this to you, there's stuff I've read in those books and as a kid, I just didn't get the joke or the reference. And sometimes yeah. when I come back and reread them, I get it. And other times it's just like, that's just not very funny. That joke doesn't land. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I think, like, go on. I was going to say this sort of this sort of comic hasn't uh, comic hasn't gone anywhere. Like, look at the penguin. Right, this is exactly the, the there's so many links to what is currently going on at the moment. So yeah, it's just such a lovely. It's just nice. It's just very nice. It's great. Comforting. It's great. Love it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I remember reading uh, Andy Cap as a kid and just not really getting this because it was a way of life that was completely and utterly alien to me, and I didn't understand. Naughty. Yeah. Yeah, or the dynamics of a kind of uh, a marriage in that respect. Yeah. So actually, you know that Andy Cap started with him beating his wife, and then <laughs> they turned it around, and she ends up beating him up most of the time, yeah. doesn't she? It's, yeah. It's got a weird history to it. It really has. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Interesting. That's an interesting one. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Mm. What's question two? Cool. Question two. I'll put this to you, Dan. Uh, yes. The newest purchase in your collection. Uh, I was seeing the virtues of this all day, but on the uh, Slack, there's the Pound Shop channel. Oh, yeah. And I, I purchased two trade paperbacks off of uh, Gary, and he sent through uh, the trade of uh, trade of one of uh, Radiant Black, which Robert Kirkman sings the praises of as being kind of like a worthy successor to Invincible, which is one of my favourites. And a trade called Lost Dogs, which uh, looks like it's about war and soldiers. So... That's uh, right up my alley. So I've got those two trades, which I've not even got out the, the the bag that they were sent in. So thank you, Gary Gary Watson, for sending those on. Good stuff. Yeah, it's uh, loads of good stuff. I did get, there, yeah, I, I got on Sunday tracked down the Holy Grail of getting the GI Joe Annual Two, which I was after. Yeah, do you want did to talk a bit about that? Yeah, go on. Yeah, was... that one. Yeah, we went to the Comet Mark on Mark on Sunday and. I was. I had a list, a short list of stuff I wanted to get, and one of them was the GI Joe Annual Two, which had uh, a story in it by Michael Golden uh, about the the October God. And I was like, right, I, I, you, I sent you to see if you could see some in uh, New York City. Yeah, TV. I think the problem with that is you didn't ask me until like, was it the Saturday no. or the Sunday? And I just couldn't. Yeah. I did all yeah. the back issue sellers, and I think they must it must have sold out. I didn't think of it at all. And yeah. I looked on eBay, and it was like. 10 15 quid but they're all in the states so you're paying that again to get it shipped over so i was looking around for gi joe stuff and it was kind of i couldn't find any and then vince called over and said dan there's some gi joe over here and in his hand was the book <laughs> unbeknownst to him that i was looking for i was like, oh fucking great look this is what i wanted and it was a, it was like 10 10 15 quid i think and there was two copies so i got myself one so i was i was absolutely fucking made up brilliant it's good news. Uh, yeah what else did we get from the mark? <clears throat> well, we met Loads up with Simon, didn't we? So Simon Russell came past. So it was me, me, you, Vince, and Falpy were sitting there. Um, yeah. And Simon came over, and I'd bought some stuff from some old British fanzines and a couple of other things. And he, um, 
got me the Cody Starbuck special issue as well as like a almost like a present. very kind of him. So I bought a load of stuff off him there. And then I bought. Do you remember I bought a load of looking magazines? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All of them for how because they had the Bionic Man strips in them, which I'm a fan of. And I got them. God, well, I got you Master of Kung Fu 100, didn't I? I'm just going about to mention that in the next segment. Oh, okay, I'll leave that. Uh, yeah, a comment that was, a comment that was gifted to you. And I got Vince, Paman Iron Fist 75, where they go back to Kunlun, um, which is a cracking, cracking issue. Um, I mean, it was good, man. I tell you what, conventions are missing a trick by not having a load of um, back issue sellers because the queue to that was massive. Yeah. In fact, it was more. Like, there was like two queues at one point, wasn't there? There was a queue to get yeah. a stamp to pay a fiver, and then you had to join another queue to get in to redeem that stamp and get in the door. And it was jammed up, and especially when the doors opened, and it was like the free bit an hour later. Yeah, there was loads elbow of elbow to elbow when it all the way through. Yeah, yeah. If you got them into the con, just under the, the idea of getting back issues, and then they went to the other tables to check out what they're there, so they might as well check out the other tables. Yeah, it might yeah. sort of. Yeah, people who spend on a few quid on uh, on comics are there. You know, Absolutely. it's not a bad place to be. Yeah, there was a I mean, small Jesus press Christ. seller, wasn't there? Do you remember there yeah. was a table there, wasn't there? A young lady selling her, her comic and a few uh, bits and bobs. Uh, I I don't know how you'd get on there, to be honest. No, uh, I've seen a few people over the years do it. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and I've never seen anyone come back and do it. Put it that way. Right. Yeah, I'm I, not sure yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't try that. Yeah. Because the people that are going to there are very kind of like, I'm here for a back issue and I'm not here for... Yeah, it feels like the wrong market, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. But if you did it on a larger scale, you might be able to get a bit of cross-pollinization. Yeah. But just one seems a bit... That's a tough sell. Yeah. Yeah. It was good though, man. You, it's a shame you weren't there, Tom. It was it was a, no, it was I, a good chuckle, man. Yeah, it really was. I would have loved to be in there, frankly. Not to be there. Yeah. Vince got a bit um, lost in London and he ended up going to the wrong train station or walking miles, but I think he got home okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah he did. He's <laughs> not so out there now. That's why he's not here tonight. <laughs> we, no, he's not still there. Uh, he, we, we went to the best restaurant ever, didn't we? The, the Fal- pizzeria. Falpy sure sorted us out with the best ever pizza restaurant. Fact. Uh, one he made me laugh we walked past the table and there was like he had some erotic comics one which i think he purchased he i did yeah it was like it was like a orgasm island and i pointed out and laughed and the guy seemed a bit sort of aggrieved that we laughed at his book so he he covered covered up another yeah (laughs) and then i went back i said with falpy i said come on we're gonna do this so i went back to the table and i said hello (laughs) i'd like to purchase orgasm island from you please really loudly (laughs) (laughs) you gotta own the moment you? you know he also had a book there that was like the book of big asses or something. It's like, <laughs> mate, you're selling I like this that stuff. Book and I cannot lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but all the, the DVD sellers, like just the, like these Italian films and loads yeah. of horror. Have you watched that one you bought yet? I tried watching it, but it made me feel like I had flu. Oh, I was, no. just, <laughs> I was watching. I was like, oh, fucking hell, this is how I'm going. This. Oh, was it just a bad the, transfer? It's relatively bad transfer, and the film was a bit so-so. I might watch the rest of it, but like the, as I expected, the cover illustration was a massive lie. It's like it's massive bodybuilding dude, like decked out in Mad Max stuff, like in the desert during the day, and then all the films set at night in like these ruins. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but that's what it used to be like, didn't it? Yeah, the VHS exactly. cover was yeah in, in no representative of what you was getting. Yeah. 
And if you keep listening to the end of this segment, there may be a little moment that, if it's come out all right, you'll be able to hear about us talking at the We did a bit of recording at the Mart. We did a, a bit of a competition. So you might hear that yeah. in a minute, if that's right, guys. Yeah, um, yeah. Went, went a bit sideways, that one. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are we on again? We're on... Uh, so it's, it's my turn. Okay. Uh, new expression my collection. Uh, and I have got Rio by Doug Wildley. Uh, oh, I was yeah. in the cha- I was in a charity shop uh, a couple of days ago picking up some sci-fi books, and I saw this. I was in. Actually, I'm going to give them a little shout out. The Oxfam um, comic bookshop in Bristol. Yeah, it's very good nice. for comics, isn't it? I follow, yeah. I follow them on Instagram after you really you point them out to me, dude. Yeah, yeah. They're just. Do you know what? In terms of, I know Twitter's a hell site, but if you're going to follow someone, like, they're very positive about comics, right? And they're just they're yeah. tweeting out like, "Hey, we've got this on this in, and it's really good." And they had a copy of Rio, and it's by Doug Wildley, and it's just a cowboy comic. And I say just a cowboy comic; it's exceptionally beautifully beautiful drawn, inside. man. Yeah, beautifully drawn. Uh, I blasted blasted through it uh, early um, yesterday, and uh, it's just great. Sort really of BD good. format, isn't it? Yeah, it really is, and. Um, yeah, just it's solid storytelling and it's really evocative of the time period. And yeah, I just really, I'm really pleased having the collection. It's lovely. Good Absolutely stuff, lovely. And buying it from charity um, shops, you're not doing badly there, are you? No, not at all. I think it was like, was like £5. Pounds. That's good. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. £5. Pounds, it's uh, beautiful. It's going to sit on the shelf quite nicely. Yeah, really happy with that one. Charity really shops nice aren't as cheap as they used to be because I think they just check them on no. eBay now, don't they? A lot of this stuff. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. I uh my kind of my long term goal for the acquisition of more commerce is when I get too old to work and I got to work well find stuff to do in my time, I was gonna work in a charity shop and just <laughs> snipe off comics as they come in and <laughs> get them on the cheap. Do it in like a posh place. That's a good place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There used um, to be a charity shop opposite um radio uh, six radio in London. I think that was an Oxfam books and records or something. And they used to get all the white label stuff that was dropped off to the record studio, you know, by the promos. And all that sort of thing. So I used to buy oh, loads of okay. CDs and stuff in there. That was good. Yeah, yeah. There was one. The one on Barrett Street. It's gone years ago now. But they used to sell second-hand trade paperbacks, and it's like they're, they're great. Just, oh, right. Sometimes you get stuff like it was out of print, but it was absolutely golden. Yeah, yeah. Someone just didn't want it anymore. eBay's ruined us. Yeah, they used to do that in Orbital for a little while, I believe. But yeah, they like a second-hand yeah. thing there, didn't they? I didn't yeah. mind that. It's quite a good way to get yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all right. Speaking and, of eBay. Uh, speaking of eBay, Tony, your newest purchase. I had two issues missing from my realised from my John Sable Freelance um volume one. So I bought them off eBay. Um they are two Boom. really good issues actually. They're um issues twenty five and twenty six of so the first run. So anyone knows about John Sable um knows that it was a um there was two volumes at the run the ran of from first. And um <clears throat> written and drawn by Mike Grell. I'm a massive fan of. I got to meet him again um, at Heroes Convention in Charlotte this year. Um, with letters by Ken Bruziak, Bruzenak, colours by Janice Cohen, and edited by Mike Gold, who did a lot of the editing at First Comics. Have any of you read any John Sable? No, I know it's not never read it. So he's it's kind of a spy thing, really. It's kind of like a sort of PI kind of spy thing, but he's a he sort of goes on missions, does investigations, but he is, he pretends in his real life that he's a children's book writer and illustrator. Um, and but he uses that kind of uses that to launder a lot of the money he makes from his missions. Um, it's a little bit of human targety, that sort of pulpy feel to it, but it's such a lovely read. Just such a you know he lets he lets every page breathe. He, you've only seen the Longbow Hunters, if you've read that. Yes. 
Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean it's 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 first comic, so it it gets a bit saucy at moments. It gets a bit violent at moments when people get shot. They actually get hurt and that sort of thing. Very seventies eighties pulp of the period of the exterminator and Mac Bolan and Pe- the penetrator and you know all this sort of thing. Um, but um, this is th- these two issues are particularly special because they he meets this girl and and she he tells her about himself and he tells her about his parents. And his mother was a resistance fighter in France during the war, and her father, his father was a um, a pilot who crash landed and was smuggled out of the country by this woman. So it's quite it's a quite an interesting story as well. Okay, you know, it's a, yeah. a nice little segment in the middle of it. And I didn't have these two issues, and I read them this morning over breakfast, and I absolutely loved them. The best thing I've read for ages. And they just arranged arrived through the post for like three pounds each from eBay. Don't get better than that. No, no, no. no. That's fine. Sometimes you buy that, you get those kind of comics back, like you buy them from a second-hand dealer or something, and it's like they were brand new. Yeah, these are these are in lovely quality. Yeah, really, really good. Yeah, shit. Did did they print these just now because they looked like (laughs) yeah, yeah. (laughs) because they got them? It makes me wonder how many people actually read this stuff. You know, because it looks unread. You know, the pages are so bright when you open it. You think maybe they carefully read it and then sealed it, just stored it, and yeah, never. And it was in a couple of tatty old... It wasn't even in comics bags. It was in those sleeves that you put paperwork in, in folders. Wow, you know okay. I mean? Yeah, that's how yeah. it came. Um, wow, just, just a punt from a, a dealer of somebody selling stuff. It's not a dealer. Somebody selling stuff on eBay and I'd never heard of. And these are the two issues I wanted. And they happened to have just these two issues. So it was quite nice. But uh, um, So I'm, I'm basically... That's my new reading project, is reading back through John Sable again. Um, which I'm a massive okay. fan of. I've, I've almost got a complete run of first comics now, which I've sort of been working on for a few years. Because I, I think when you think like you know American Flag and um, Grimjack and Dreadstar and yeah, Nexus yeah, yeah. and Badger and Whisper and you know mm-hmm. Dynamo Joe and some of the, just the best comics. You know, it's absolute. I actually think without if we hadn't have had first comics, we wouldn't have had Watchmen and um, Dark Knight. Right, the companies right, wouldn't right. have taken a chance on it. You know. Um, I would like love to read all the Badger. I've only read bits and pieces throughout the it's years. It's so good, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so yeah. good. And some of the artists they I, have on that, Val Merrick did some recent stuff, but some of the Steve Rude stuff, that, the crossover that Badger and Nexus did, is just gorgeous, just incredible. I've got to say, I, was, I think when I was younger, I was a bit snobbish about stuff like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I was kind of, oh, it's not Spider Man, it's not Batman, if you know what I mean. And, yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. I was reading no, some E-Man, fun. just before we came on, actually, I was just showing Tom it on the camera. I was reading some E-Man, which is the first comics, eventually became from Charlton's first comics by uh, uh, Marty, Marty Pascoe and... Um, who's, who drew it? Fucking hell, I'm blanking now. Um, Joe Staten. Joe Staten drew it, and that's okay. great as well. I like a little parody mm-hmm. comic they did. But yeah, really good. Yeah, first comics, nice. get, get on it if you can. That's Very my good. one. There you go. Okay. First two down. Nice. Uh, so, broad question. Uh, I'll start with this one. A comic that was gifted to you. And okay. uh, I've got, it was my birthday recently. recently. Um, oh. Not as recently as some. When was uh, your birthday? It was October. Okay. Not too far. Uh, and nicely sent me Barbaric. Which oh, nice. by uh, Michael Morse, Morse? M- 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 I don't know. Maurice. Maurice, thank you. And uh, Nathan Godin. And it's great. I know uh, Vince's been a big fan of this one as well. And it's just a really solid, fun story, frankly. Really good. Yeah. Art's, nice. really, art's beautiful. Uh, layout's really nicely re- laid out. Pace is really good on it as well. That's the, the first real story, sol- isn't it? Because it's, is it into its second miniseries now? I don't know off the top of my head. I can. Uh, yeah, I, think this a, is, 
I think you've got the first one there. Then there was a special, and it now I think mm-hmm. it's into its second series now. That's what. Oh, okay, uh, I've yeah. not read this, so I don't. Yeah, I had no idea what it's like. So I was it's, going off Vince's recommendation. Right. Now. Yeah. yeah, it's great. It is. It's incredibly metal. It is a really solid book. One like it's a, again, it's a nice thing to have on the shelf. It's yeah, lovely book. What, what's the story? What's the sort of story? Consent in the series is, um, the series is uh, you've got a barbarian who is forced to do good by the, he's cursed by witches and forced to do good by his axe. And okay. his axe is a character in himself, and essentially he doesn't want to make good choices, but has to, to keep on surviving. And that's what pulls down to it. It's just a really engaging take on that, uh, take on that story. Yeah, nice one. Yeah. That sounds good. Uh, again, art's really good. Uh, lots of red stuff. Um, lots of really lovely use of colours as well. There's a lot of like greens and browns in this, as you'd expect from like fancy. But then yes. it's just this big pop of color every now and again, with like a pink or a red or a you know, really just pops out pops out from the page. Really nicely done, really clear. Lesson's really good too, actually. Just a really solid book if you enjoy fantasy. Uh, yeah, absolutely worth checking out. Good stuff, man. Nice, yeah. good. Uh, Dan, you alluded to uh, yes, it was gifted to you. Tony gifted me gifted me uh, the hands of Shang Chi, Master of Kung Fu, double sized hundred anniversary issue. Yes, we're out through Jim. Uh, I've read this. I, I'd like to today. make out that I paid loads of money for it, but it was only two quid. Um, and to be oh, fair, I only jumped, I, obviously I wanted to get you a present at the mart, but I jumped on it because it's only a couple of days ago that they took all of the original run of Master of Kung Fu off the app. They're now not reprinting yeah. any of the, no. the hardbacks or the yeah. paperbacks because the, they've lost the, the rights to the Sax Roma characters who obviously appeared in a lot of the early, mm. well, in the, all of the early run, you know, including Fu yeah. Chu. Is yeah. this the one with the green cover? Yes, this one. Yeah, the green yeah. cover of the faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. And uh, the, reading the story for, it, and in the end, he goes up against the uh, Jack the Ripper, who's kind of come back to Whitehall, and through the use of Fu Manchu's uh, elixir it, that prolongs life, he's been alive all these years, going around the world, sort of killing women. And as he's losing his mind, he goes back to Whitehall and. Uh, I think it's Shane. Is it Shang Chi's sister takes him out or uh, a compatriot? Uh, Sui, is it? Oh no, it's Liko Wu, isn't yeah. it? I think. Yes, his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, and she she called, takes him out, and then Shang Chi turns up and, and busts him up. But uh, it's is, great. I mean, some of the Mike Zek artwork uh, is one of my favourites. When we uh, spoke to uh, Mike, he admitted he'd never been to London when he drew that, didn't he? And oh, I think you never you never tell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's always one I remember that's it's a bit foggy uh, in, in that. Yeah, I think it's Amazing Spider-Man that uh, he comes to London and there's night and fog and the the police are running around. Oh, call blind! What's happening here, Governor? And there's like <laughs> there's like gas lamps and fog and it's like, come on, man! This is like <laughs> this is not far off, is, it, like, is it? Yeah, yeah. This is pretty much on that, and it's just it's just funny. <laughs> and, uh, makes me laugh what the the. I guess we'd think the same of New York, what we'd do the mm-hmm. stereotype yeah. of what you'd do. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. So f- thank you for that, T. My pleasure, man. It's almost like a changeover issue because it's, it's the last Mike Zek and the first full Gene Day, isn't it? Because there's, oh, there's right. two oh. stories in it, yeah. And if you look at the Mike Zek story, I think it's inked by Gene Day in that as well. Right. Mm. Uh, so that's like a sort of yeah. passing of the baton. As is it were. is um, that the issue that at the back has got like all of his villains, almost like a class photograph of his villains? Is that the one? No, that's not with another issue around that. Okay. Yeah, that's looking back issue. as well. The, the the adverts of the day, they're so innocent and kind of 
I, I was marveling at the adverts as much as the uh, the, the comic. Uh, it's just really good. All the, all the kind of the Charles Atlas stuff, and you know, you get a page and it's got like loads of little kind of like classified ads with uh, free adventure game, uh, hearty comics, best comic art, tropical fish and plant supplies, <laughs> <laughs> beer slam dunker. And how much yes. was that issue? That was seventy-five cents. There you go. That's a an absolute bargain. Yeah. That series yeah. is just something else, isn't it? Any just man. Yeah. Just yeah. really is something else. Like that. Yeah. All those years waiting for the hardback. I'm glad I got the omnibus actually when I could around that because there's the, I think yeah. there's four of the original series and two of the um the black and white magazine and mm-hmm. we, you ain't going to see them again. Yeah. I remember seeing the there's an advert you can like subscribe for like so many Marvel titles for like uh, like nine dollars and you get to choose like five. Yeah. And I can remember mate going over like the checklist to like what five would you have and you couldn't have any more. <laughs> yeah, what are you gonna choose? Yeah, I know. Which one are you gonna choose? Like, it's such yeah. a pipe dream for us in the UK. Yeah. Know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There Good you stuff, go. man. Nice one. And Tony, so yeah. something that's gifted to you. Okay, so I'm gonna just gonna do two if you don't mind, because they're they're both yeah, yeah. to me. Yeah. Um the first one is Ducks from Dan. So Dan bought me Ducks by Kate Beaton. Um the it's I've started it, I haven't I'm not I'm not that far into it, but what happened was Dan talked about it and I'm I was I think I said on the pod, oh, I'm gonna get that. And then I got this sort of sheepish text afterwards from Dan going, Oh, don't buy it because I've bought it for you. It's like that, you know. So which is very kind of him. Well- I know you're trying to collect every comic in not yeah, only the West Hemisphere. Yeah, um, <laughs> but it's got such good reviews. I can't remember. I can't wait to get through it and, and have a go at it. You know, um, I was struck by we had a little conversation with Simon about this, didn't we? I was struck by how similar Kate Beaton's style is to Rachel Smith, actually, especially yeah. in the opening yeah. chapters. Extremely similar. Um, I don't know. I don't know who influenced who. Actually, it's quite an interesting point. But yeah, very similar. Um, but yeah, yeah it's an interesting I, I subject. I'm a big fan of Autobuy, and we just did that panel, me, Eamon and Al at, at Nottingham about Autobuy. So it's something it's I've a, been looking into a lot. It's like I said, it's, a, it's a, an interesting and a nuanced take. So yeah. you'll have to see. I, I, I'm not sure if I should read it again because I, I got so much from it, but like, I felt like I missed a lot more. Yeah. So I, I think some, things, some media is meant to be just read and watched once sometimes. It's yeah, a weird yeah. thing to say, isn't it? But there's some movies and some comics that I've read once that have had a significant impact on me at that point. I don't want it to be watered down by reading it again or seeing it again, you know? Yeah. I think that's I think that's perfectly reasonable. I think there is yeah, I think you're right. There's just some things that there's a time and a space and when you read them and Yeah. I mean give me take something like Hitchhikers, for example. Yeah. The time I first read Hitchhikers, I don't want to I didn't want to read it again for a long time because it was that mm. It was a moment where I read it, you know. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah no. I can remember where I was when I read that, when I was like 11 or something. Yeah, what mm-hmm. a book. Yeah, I know what you mean, I man. don't think I'd want to go back and read Lord of the Rings. I've only read that once, but yeah, that was, that was at a time. That was before the films came out. And a lot of the comics we've talked about here, you know, like Secret Wars you just mentioned or, you know, um, any of the Crisis titles or, mm-hmm. you know, some Batman stuff. Is it really meant to be reread again? Isn't it a disposable... You know, and you should get that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe sometimes and maybe not. You know, horses for courses. Get get your hit and then move on. Yeah, Yeah. feel it for that moment, you know. And 
Yeah, there's some comics I've only, a large amount of comics in my collection that I've only read once, and maybe I'll read them again the other day. What do you think about, where do you think Saga of the Swamp Thing stands on that? I've reread it and got more from it. Interesting. Wow, okay. But I've never re, I reread, I've reread the whole series once. So I went Mm -hmm. back, got all my back issues out, and put sort of five in my bag every day for work and read them on the train. And Mm -hmm. that actually, weirdly, was more of a, I enjoyed that more than I did scrabbing around and buying them month to month in a weird way sure. I, I remember it more you know okay yeah 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 awesome. interesting okay cool and my other one um the other one that i gifted to me arrived yesterday and it's the mammoth book of cult comics edited by Ilya that um vincenzo bought me um which hey. I haven't, yeah i haven't read it properly yet but i've sort of leafed through it and it's a collection of um i think it came out a few years ago now and it's a collection of small press comics basically put in a lovely paperback size large paperback size collection and um it's nice to see it's nice to see that and it's put out by um robinson publishers obviously a, a reputable publisher who makes books as well it's nice to see that it's in there and it's sort of curated by Ilya, who's got a story in it as well who did the end of the century club which we, I've, I've read donkeys years ago um so yeah it's a nice one as well i guess nice nice. I, I think i might try and get that apocalypse book that you pointed out that the comic smart which one was that the one that's it was. It does all the Italian. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mad oh, Max style okay. films that they they made. So yeah, you know, like Mad Max came out, and then virtually every sort of like. Did you say you had that on your? On, did you, you say you had that on your wish I list? Think, I think I had. I'm not sure if I had. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. have to go through and look at it. It turned Sorry, up what? weirdly as an advert on my Instagram feed for a couple of weeks. You know, one of those sort of uh, things. Yeah. Sorry, what was that title again? I can't remember the title of it, yeah. but essentially, it, it's like Mad Max ripoff films. Yeah, or, these or sort of Italian, you know, after yeah. Conan came out, they made loads of Bond yeah, yeah, yeah. films, and you know, yeah, yeah, of, yeah, they yeah. did the same with Mad Max type films. And there's there's loads of them. Bronx Warriors is one of them, and that sort of thing. Oh, um, oh happened to list. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, Brilliant. good stuff. I guess you just have to get a car, stick a load of stuff on it, and then drive around in hockey pads. And exactly, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yes. Um, so, uh, Tony, <coughs> what's the shelves you haven't read? Yeah, this is a funny one actually i had to sit here and sort of swivel my chair around and look at stuff and um i think i've pretty much read it all that's on the shelves in front of me at the moment um except for one thing and i don't even know why i bought this but i was in the sort of period of thinking that i would buy a load of um omnibus you know marvel omnibus mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know triple dip on them whatever i'm doing and one that i bought that i hadn't actually read the series from was jason aaron's ghost rider um and i've got an omnibus and it sat literally if you if you if we turn the cameras on there and i you looked over my right shoulder you'd see it it's just there and um i've never read it and i don't know why i think the problem with the omnibus is you um you can't put them in your rucksack and take them to work can you you know because they're a a massive old bastard aren't they you know sure and i've just never read it and i keep meaning to and i quite like the current ghost rider series and i've liked a lot of the other ones and um no, not read it. I will do one day. I'll, yeah. I'll take it off the shelf and remember it's there and read it one day. But uh, yeah, that's my one. There you go. Fantastic. Uh, Dan, what about yourself? I've got, I've got fucking loads I haven't yeah. read last <laughs> bought and stuff. And not, the, the ones that stick out to me, I recently got, I've uh, been trying to get all the Akira books to read them through again because I haven't read them since I was a kid. I'm not sure if I even actually finished them. So I've got Akira's book three and four sitting on the shelf down there just waiting to 
get stuck into it again i think vince mentioned it it's a bit intimidating the size of them but when mm, you actually yeah. get going there they just you fly oh, you through, them, through them, them yeah 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 i, I again this from the library and it's the same sort of thing you can get it flipping out oh, this is a big old but you just it's so easy to go through yeah it's like so, one page might be two panels of just not yeah a picture no no text at all so you just like boom mm. boom boom and and away you go uh so yeah there's they're my two the two Akira. i'm gonna have to get the final fifth but yeah yeah not not good not yet so uh for me this is one i've been saving for uh christmas eve read okay uh, hey uh jack kirby's challenges of the unknown okay. uh dc did like these nice little collected versions of jack's work yeah almost so, like light paper newsprint yeah. paper in there and they're, they're nice actually. yeah I've got a lot of the i think that's the one i haven't got actually but i've got a load of the, the fourth world ones yeah, okay. so I had I found like New Gods, and I've got Etchigan the Demon, and this is one I just yeah. found on the travels. And I know it's a, it's a precursor to Fantastic Four, or at least it was a, suggested as a precursor to Fantastic Four. Yeah, is that right? Or yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's fair to say. And yeah, I just saw sort of picked it up, and I was like, I've been, I, I, I remember Dan saying years ago on the pod about having like a Christmas Eve read. Yeah, I still, still and, do that. And I was like, you know, and I picked it up. And I was like, I'm going to save this for my Christmas Eve. You know, I'll be there. Finger Bailey's cast my lap. And uh, yeah, gonna crack, crack crack this one out. Crack it out. Another and reference. Book. Another reference to masturbation on the show because Vince isn't here. <laughs> uh, and then to finish off this little round of questions, which actually it's been quite nice. Actually, it's yeah, quite yeah, like a, actually been all quite sensible. Yeah. It's quite, yeah, yeah. quite quite cathartic. That's uh, proving that that Vince is the bad influence. <laughs> I, mean, I was I was shaking my boots when I thought Vince was going to be answering these as well, frankly. But yeah, uh, I know what he's like <laughs> his potty mouth. Uh, Dan, <laughs> what was the last one you got from Kickstarter? The last thing I got the I, I checked today. Like, wh- what was the last thing I got? And I got the book today. You know, oh, right. it had been sitting there for a couple of weeks, and that was uh, issue two of B Mecca by uh, Jamie Me. Oh, is that out already? Oh, I didn't realise. Yeah, okay. so I've not actually read this yet but it's turned up and i just scanned through it there's quite a lot of nudity which <laughs> tick tick so uh, <laughs> uh yeah so what do you want like it looks like like big robots fighting nudity uh great against nudity so, yeah. yeah so he kind of it, there's another person who knows how to run a kickstarter and mm. knows what they're doing and and does it well what can i say so that, that's mine i've got uh, it's a shame that you couldn't have this a couple of weeks in time because uh, it'd have been Viper. It would have been, been. Yes. Yeah. Was <laughs> it? Which would have, would have finished. Empty, would yeah, have been yeah. finished by the time you uh, listened to this. Good stuff, man. It's about 3 million percent at the moment, isn't it? I think. Oh, wow. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. For <laughs> oh, man. Start. We cracked the two grand. Oh, you just cracked it. Have you? Oh, nice hey, work. Hey, yeah. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. That's Still got work. 15 hours to go. So, well, it's your oyster, my son. Milk, milk in that teat millionaires <laughs> yeah this time next year well <laughs> i'm making a reference to only fools and horses uh yeah our american friends right now yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah good stuff um who's next i think it's oh you go for well mine's an easy one because mine's asteroid belters battle beyond the bra that i spoke about last week um, oh, that's awesome. the last one i got which was uh a cracking read and another reference to masturbation there. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, fissingly to finish us off, uh, yeah. mine's Gavin Mitchell's Spatchcock, The Final Curtain. Ah, brilliant. And I 
when it came through, I read digital, read digital, and then the physical came through a little while later on, and yeah, it's a nice um, solid little you know A five book. It's nice. I must have missed it. What's Spatchcock about? Yeah, what's uh, that about? it's basically a um, a. T- Sorry, I'll read the back actually. Okay. Yeah. In a quaint seaside town of Crampall, uh, private detective Spatchcock spots an opportunity to fill his childhood dream of acting on stage at a civic theatre. But with a morbid love affair, an egotistical leading man, and increasingly homicidal director, Spatchcock soon learns that drama isn't all limited isn't limited to stage, especially when one of the cast is murdered. It's that sort of cosy murder mystery, murder she wrote, Columbo style thing. Gotcha. Uh in a seaside town. Lovely colour. What uh, seaside town is it saying? Uh of Cramporn. Cramporn. Oh, Cramporn. Cramporn. Cool. Cramp porn. Sorry, yeah. Um, cramp yes. porn. I get cramped sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> that was the best of us. Uh, but yeah, it's a nice, <laughs> yeah, game, nice little book. Beautiful. It's still and It's Gav doing what he does best. And yeah. yeah solid writing. Nice put together. Lovely little book. Good stuff. Good. Go. That was a nice little exercise. Tom, yeah. thank you, mate, thank for bringing the questions, bringing the heat, as always. That's okay. Um, what we're going to do, we mentioned a minute ago that we went to the comic mart, and we did we do a regular competition, like a little challenge between us, where um, we try and – we went under three quid this time, didn't we? Yeah. And I think we said, like, that's the three quid. We, obviously, uh, the rising we've got the rule as well, no extreme or live field. Yeah, so the, that's too easy a win. Um, and as yeah. long as the audio has come out, so it might not have come out because we were sort of in a busy cafe. Um, we sat there. I think Falpy did the judging on it, and Simon mm. was there as well, sort of watching it going on. So they all sat around a, a table having having a drink and talking about some bad comics. And you can listen to that right now. Okay, so this is we, we oh, said three quid. Oh, didn't we? oh no! Oh no! I've already realised that. Right. Okay. Here we are. We're just taking a break from the comic mart. Because um, we're old men, so we've all stopped to have a coffee and a Horlex. Uh, we're joined by the wonderful Adam Fout. Say hello, Adam. Did you almost call me Alan? Man? Alan. Hello, okay. hey, Alan. Yeah, yeah, say, say hello, Alan. Yeah. Um, don't, because that nickname will stick. Um, and we're about to do. Um, well, how do we describe this? We say worst comic, but we don't always know what these comics are like. We said shit comic, didn't we? To be fair, I hadn't taken mine out of the bag till just now. So, Jesus. You've seen Tony's. <laughs> oh, okay, so it's not called Jesus. That would be no, sacrilegious. No, so we've been through the comic mart looking at the back issue. Sex Jesus, and uh, trying to pick out basically a terrible comic. Of which, of course, there's many. Yeah, there's quite a few in there. Not uh, as many as we thought. Not as many as thought. Because because, because, <laughs> because the <laughs> because one of the rules is no uh, life held or extreme. <clears throat> we had to which, too which easy a win. seventy-five percent of the choices were therefore nullified. Yeah. Um, so we have instead. I've got to do my after dance. Well, I bought uh, Ripper, recommended for a mature audience. Is warning up children from Aircell Comics number three or four. We're big fans of Aircell, aren't we? Yeah, I've actually read quite a lot of Ripper. Really? Fucking shit. Yeah. Really. <laughs> so this is my first foray. Oh, look at that. that. The Ripperverse. Black you, and white, though. I'm warming to the black and white more. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But have you read? Issue one. Oh, oh. unbelievable! <laughs> did you get the max? Did Did you not know he got report? No, oh, right. no. I thought yeah. you were just trying to trump him there by getting no, issue no, one. No, no, no. We've uh, still sealed in its original bag. I don't know what that says. See, about. that cover's not bad. He also yeah. says fifty p on the price. They still charge me a pound, but that you unbelievable. Know. Mate, stuff. tell me about it. Look, we've probably got into the same place. Yeah, we'll be here. 
But look at this cover. I mean, Ripper from there. It looks like Midnight. Who are the it? Yeah, it does. Who are the creators on that? I think that might predate Midnight. Though. Bar uh, actually, Barry Blair has done it all. Right, Still okay. Barry on issue yeah, three. Yeah. 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 What's the date on it down the bottom? November 1989. One of the hallmarks. Like so it predates pre Midnight. Yeah. It's like this, the nipples, as they always oh, yeah. announce during nipples. That looks like that top. cherry pop top. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Can we see if he's got any better from issue one to three? Yeah. Or if he's got more I'm yeah. taking, making some effort here. Yeah, we, we may actually go in and get the whole set because it is <laughs> well, before yeah, yeah. issue one. We've got half of it now. We've got half of it. Well, whoever wins, one of you might win these. Yeah. Or oh, I might win it even. Yeah. That's not bad. That's not bad. I like that. That's terrible, though. Yeah. Well, that's a terrible page. This looks like it's badly printed. Yeah, Faces have uh, kind of got like a cartoony kind of quality as opposed to the more realistic. It's one thing, uh, one thing about the comic marks well, you do sex with him. is when you're looking at old comics, that's part of the joy of it, looking at the older comics. But printing, bad printing, you yeah. notice it a lot with yeah, older yeah, comics. Yeah, yeah. What I like about you this page... You forgive it a little bit, the old If yeah. you look, so he's used some zipper time, yeah. but he's decided not to cut anything out. Just one big fucking zipper tone. <laughs> yeah, over, exactly over, over all the like the pattern, like the gutters. Oh and my panels. god! Uh, what, so I mean, is that trying to illustrate the fact it's night or dark? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I think I almost picked up issue four. Really? Yeah, because yeah, that had an awful cover. If Marvel did that as a Black Bolt comic, I'd read it. As a Black Bolt. Comic. If, it was that, if that was Black Bolt, just doing all that, like killing people, stabbing them. See, look, that's done the a bit better, though. That's yeah, the yeah, better, quality though. of workmanship's a lot better. I mean, yeah, I think sort of cut some, some bits out there. Look at this. This is outrageous. It's fucking bored by yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, that could be caused by some of racism. <laughs> I didn't see anything. I was always looking away at that time. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I mean, yeah, pretty bad. <laughs> uh, we're not recommending it. No. No. Can I do mine then? No. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> now, mine I bought on the grounds that it firstly looks a bit like a good girl comic. Can you tell me what the title of that book is? I'm going to say Tomo. Tomo? Yeah. I won't mean, yeah. say Tom, Tomo. But you can't read it because it's no, a hand over. Yeah. 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 A hand holding a butterfly, though, Tony. So, <laughs> That's true. And it's by Crusade Press. It's issue three. And one of the this things feels like a sort of book. Looking at it, I immediately think, remember She? Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit like some She, isn't it? When all yeah. of those books were inspired Evangeline, by Evangeline. That's my one. I hadn't actually opened it, but I'm actually surprised how bad it is. Okay. Pretty. There you go. It's my favourite. Like, should I just say who it's by? It's like 90s kind of. Yeah, well, I had to describe it in kind of art style. Oh, it's, it's, it's by William, yeah, William Tucci's studio. Oh, oh right, there you go then, yeah. Because yeah. 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 a lot of those books had the same sort of palette as well, didn't they? Like reds yeah. and blues and whites and stuff. Like I mean, that. they were doing the, the strong female protagonist. Yeah, yeah with a bent back and tits yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> I can't notice, there's no credits on it. Oh, oh we go. Created by William Tucci. Plot, Dan Mishkin, co-plot. Amanda Connor. Oh, there you go. That's the Amanda Connor comic. Yeah. Bloody hell, she's improved. Ah, but that was co-plot. Did she do the art, though? She didn't do the oh, art. Was that co-plot? Oh, no, pencils. Jimmy right. Palmiati. Inks. Oh, inks, okay. I've got... I'm not going to... Well, we've all, sometimes we like to do things at the weekend. I'm thinking uh, Tony wins by default because these... Hello, man. You're right, Simon. Joined by Simon Russell, Join guest. Yeah, yeah, Simon sure. Russell just joined us. Simon, you've got some shit comics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one for Tony. 
<laughs> well, there we go. go. Maybe we, we can have... No, we have this Simon's. is down to Mr. Falb, yeah. So yeah. if you have got one, you can pitch in, Simon. Oh, shit. It's too good. Uh, okay, okay, good. Okay. Right, okay. So, so, no, I don't know. I, I, mean, I, want, to, I want to say there's no smoke without fire, and you've yeah. both gone with Ripper. Yeah, so yeah I'm going to say, I would like to step back and say your twos are worse than mine. I, I think Vince is worse because that the language and characterization that book one. Issue three does have this arm, which I really yeah, like. That's a nice <laughs> arm. Yeah. That is a nice arm. But I'm gonna I'd, I'd like to give it to this one just on the grounds that it's really shit work by I think these two are worse. Although there is a charm about these. I'm not two. gonna give it to one. I'm not gonna give it to one. There is a charm you zip a tone properly. <laughs> I think simply for laziness. That yeah. shambles in issue that three. It's the worst issue one. Three. Who's the winner, Dan? Dan, hey, you're, take, Dan. Dan you're taking you're taking them home, my friend. Got a mate. Proud of you, my son. Don't feel forced that you have to read these. Um, we'll go in and recommend next week. Yeah, yeah. Hold back the yeah. tears. Yeah. <laughs> just, just um, I think I'm going to start this recording so we can actually talk about what these books are really like. And there you go. And now you'll know the winner was... Uh, who was the winner? It was you, Dan, wasn't it? It was me, if you can call it a win. Yeah. Well, the winner, the winner, the winner takes them all home. <laughs> <laughs> so the, uh, the one I... The two comics me and Vince got... Uh, he got issue one and I get issue two or three. Uh, they're quite racist, which is like... Well, they were. Like, I forgot about that. They're a yeah. bit sort of Eisner racist, weren't they? Yeah. It was like, oh, okay, this is excellent. It's got but you like, didn't realise uh, that when you bought them because they were all bagged, the ones we got, weren't they? All bagged, yeah. It's, yeah. I, I'm not sure if it's a faux pas to kind of pop open the bags and take a look. I just you judged it by the cover. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, well yeah, done. so... Congratulations, Dan. Thank yeah, you, yeah. Well, well done. Well done. They're sitting downstairs, Abby. One of the, the the big tick marks of the year of what have I what I've done <laughs> worth worth this year. Same for the CV. <laughs> Same for your LinkedIn account. Putting put put the family letter this year. <laughs> family letter. Little Timmy did oh, this. Oh, I've got friends <laughs> who do family letters. I hate really? them so much. Yeah, yeah. I We're don't just read talking them about today. Away. No, my family doesn't do it. No, we we don't. Tom, that was very quiet. That was you a do a family no. letter. No, uh, the reason I'm quiet is because, as some of you may know, I, I do this at work, and there seems to be like a little protest going on outside of the building next door. Oh, right, okay. Wow. Let's get a little live updates. What's the protest? Is it about you having your shirt off? It might be, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep the curtains drawn and see if anyone notices me. But at the moment, yeah, yeah, just, oh, yeah apologies, sorry. I was just... if, if we hear a smash, we're all going to... hear a smash... We're going to drive to Bristol and defend your honour. <laughs> So I was uh, listening to, a, you know, those YouTube sh shorts, they flick through. Uh, that Jordan Peterson, he uh, has his <laughs> talks at, at eight o'clock in the morning. Because he says, the people that come to protest me won't get up at that time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there, is a, there is something going on next door. It's a bit late to protesting at a uni, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Yeah. But, uh, Mate, it's yeah. fucking cold out. I know, they've really delegated yeah. Maybe Katie gonna... Hopkins or somebody has appeared. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll update as things go on, listeners. But at the moment, we're okay. Yeah, this is quite tense. I feel. How, how many? How many numbers are we looking at? Hold on, let me just check with the window. <laughs> About fifteen. Oh. Oh wow. Okay. That's, yeah. Yeah. Fifteen or so. This is making quite a lot. Oh yeah. Sorry. Apologies. If oh, I was no, you, no. grab a couple of hammers just in case they break in. Go full <laughs> on fucking nuts on them. Will do. Will yeah. do. Yeah. Sorry, I've got a little toolkit here as well. Like, like keys. I watched the last nice. Rambo the other day, and he does a lot of damage with a hammer. That does he beat that girl in uh, the raid too? The girl with the hammers. 
Oh, I forgot she's about her. Like, she's cool, isn't yeah. she? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that from the scene in Old Boy as well? Yeah, there is. Yeah, yes. that's how it gets through. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, cool. Oh, I, I was going to... Go on, sorry, man. Go on. I've got another kind of quick topic we can talk about. Oh, we, okay. we near in the end, Oops, end yeah. of the show, or... No, let's do it now. No, yeah. okay. There was a chap uh, on Twitter called Draw and Talk, uh, at Tyler underscore C underscore world, and he put up a thread about uh, dear indie comic creators. Oh, and yeah. And he says, yes. there's possibly, there's no possibility... There's a possibility that no amount of marketing will get sales to your book, and there's a couple of reasons why. And there was a thread, and I thought he, put, he raised some interesting points. I know there was some discourse on whether that was correct or not. But one of the points he pointed out was uh, the popularity of certain genres in certain age groups. Uh, okay. It's not a massive breakdown, but there is a breakdown here. And I was putting it to you. Would Say you had an idea for a comic, and then it fell into a, uh, a genre that isn't that favorable would you consider retooling it to tell that story in a genre that was more say like mm. you had a zombie story and it's like well this ain't westerns gonna work but the moment at the moment or something yeah, sure. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. western say we, we we say that as the thing westerns are popular would you retool that and or do you think oh fuck it i'm not i'm not i'm just going to release the story i want to release yeah, I'd be proud. I think, I think because I don't live in the world of producing comics that actually make any fucking money. Yeah. You know, the, uh, we're not going to be millionaires and, you know, we're not going to make fucking under quid, you know, really, let's face it. So hmm. I do what I do and I try not to second guess. Because yeah. we see those, seems to be particularly writers at the moment who just chance their hand across loads of different genres, don't they? Um, But I don't, I'd rather just write what I, you know, feels real to me and i i want to write i think i think i think got me sorry no it's okay no go on go on sorry please i was gonna gonna say i don't if i was working at a bigger company though if i was working at marvel then certainly in the marketing department a consideration of mine would be what is popular at the moment it's got to be yeah you know i i I think the pat mills approach of like uh war comics uh popular at the moment or call of duty or whatever's popular at the moment yeah let's write a story that encapsulates some of those elements and, and yeah. cash in on it. And I, I think if you're kind of a, a decent enough writer, you can fit a concept into a, a genre. And the good thing about comics is you're not f- going to be far behind the ball if you get your if you get a hustle on. thing is with movies, yeah, the turnaround say, time. Yeah. oh, you know, time slip movies are popular at the moment, then your movie ain't going to be out for two, three years. Yeah, you no, know, you totally, totally yesterday's chip paper, isn't it? But with comics, you can jump on things, I think. Yeah, it depends, yeah. like with the, the 2000 AD thing, and it's the like the weekly, and you're putting out four pages. If you say something, right, the next issue we're going to have uh, something about zombies or whatever, that can be turned around quite quickly. Yeah. Whereas, like a small press title, I think you've got to try and look down the road a little and try and see what's coming if you want to cash into that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like on the last episode with Dave Cook, and he's doing uh, the cyberpunk stuff, he was very fortunate to have that cyberpunk cam- game come out. And that was like culturally, that was quite a big thing in nerd geek circles. I would, I, I uh, posit. And then we've had a couple of months ago, well, not even a couple of months, a month ago, we had the Edge Runners cartoon, which is based in the same universe as Cyberpunk, that did fucking great. There was everyone was talking about it, and yeah. with having a material that's adjacent to that, it only boosts it up. It's, yeah. uh, can, it did really I, well um, there. Can I play Devil's Advocate? Sure. And so let's say, you know, you, you've written your book and it's set in a cult and a cult's not doing well at the moment. 
Mm. But if you write a seminal work in a comic, it will come out at some point. Yes. And yeah. the work's not going anywhere, right? Yeah. So no. it's all, Comics are seeing shelves for longer than they ever were before now because of yeah. graphic novels and stuff, yeah. And, and yeah. you don't know, as you mentioned, Dan, with the supporting work, you don't know what's going to be the supporting thing that will no. take that over the edge. Yeah. What will grab the attention of the masses and is it better to be like, yeah, okay, but I've, maybe it's not popular. I've written a really great noir book. I've written a really great Western or I've written a really great occult that does well in this genre. And accept the fact that you'll sell, you may sell your numbers way down, but everyone you sell it to is going to really appreciate the work. I don't know. Maybe I'm. Yeah, I think I agree with you, man. I think the, th the thing is as well is comics are such a um, short, you know, it's that would you take 10 minutes to read a comic? You know, there's so many on the shelves, you know, that if, if suddenly someone, everyone's doing, you know, I don't know, clock, clockwork pineapple comics or something then i'm going to pick something that's different and fresh yeah you know so why not go for something else the other problem i have with this and i think it was raised by i can't remember who raised it on the slack now but someone said go and have a look at the comics of the person speaking in that tweet right they are not great right okay so mm -hmm. taking advice from someone who isn't empirically a very good comic maker you know they might be someone's cup of tea but very few i would suggest you know, yeah. isn't, isn't as right unless someone like Mark Miller said it or Pat Mills or, you know, Warren Ellis or Alan Moore said it. I would take a lot more credence in it. I think that's I think that's become a tweet thing where perhaps the person saying it isn't quite as um, informed as I perhaps think they might be. I, I, yeah, like maybe sort of. Yeah. But like I say, if, if someone makes a point and it's like that stands even regardless of the, their, the, the quality the of their work comic, i agree of yeah, course yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. because he makes a point about the me versus them and like creators you drum up support via being at war with something else yeah i agreed with that totally uh, and i agree with the thing yeah. about being um, you know try and be fucking humble don't be one of these people who talks about how much they make and how brilliant they are all the time no and it, it puts abs, me right off abs, massive turn off because yeah. of this like Oh mate, get over, get over yourself. But and being I what course, I sorry to interrupt, being what I call a, twi a Twitter Wally, put puts me. You know these people who fucking spend their life on Twitter. You know rolling onto whatever new fucking drama's going on. That puts me right off doing business with those people. That, yeah, and buying a comic and getting them to print my comic and getting them to edit my comic and <laughs> anything like that. They can fuck right yeah, off because I've got no interest be in somebody. With that. Yeah, I've got no interest with anyone who gossips that much online. I, I mean, I'd, I'd also say, regarding this all like genre chasing, I, I take, I'm both of you, sorry, I take Vanguard, take Atomic Heracles. You clearly love the genre they're in, but you wouldn't spend all this mm. time writing or making something yeah. in that genre. Yeah. Yeah. So it, if you know. If you're, you're just doing it for the money. If you're you, you doing it for the money, then that's another thing altogether, right? But if you're doing it for the love of the thing, why not make something you enjoy? Yeah. I exactly. Think, yeah. I think he's, I think he's over egging the chasing the genre thing. I don't think it works. Some of the best comics I've read this year have been from just have been great comics and i'm not invested in the genre maybe younger people do that but i don't yeah no yeah that's another one with that because I've, I've listened to a concept and like well, that's a strong concept i like the idea of that I'll, I'll i'll be interested in reading that i wouldn't say oh i don't read comedy or i don't read the human yeah. race you know what i mean that's the thing about yeah. comic um lovers and readers is we don't particularly follow a genre do we unlike say novel readers who might only mm, read totally. books or thrillers or science fiction? We kind of read whatever's good, don't we? Within within so reason. My wife reads crime books, just like fish crime fiction. Rarely, rarely reads anything else. Yeah. So it's all crime, crime, crime. Whereas I'll, I'll pretty much, I think maybe from the comic book mentality, I'll just pick up any any book, and if I like the sound of it, I'll, I'll give it a whirl. Yeah. 
but mm. uh, yeah, it's an issue. I mean, uh, my way of kind of countering the stuff that's popular is to tick a couple of boxes of mm-hmm. you, you like heroic fantasy, well, I not mix that in with sci-fi or history or a, a, a comedy western. Because then if someone says, well, I don't like westerns, like, yeah, but there's a, there's a big comedy element. Do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, There's a lot of people who read comics who say, I don't like soap operas. But then again, what's the X-Men? You know, yeah, just a superhero massive. soap yeah, opera, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it was an interesting approach. I think that, as you as you're right to point out to you, that you want to keep a, a level, always keep a level of doubt, right? Always keep yes. a level of, like, who's who's saying this? Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, but also, again, do it for the love of the thing, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's and that was shine through. The energy of you doing that was shine through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, look like great... None of us have really got a living's dependent on this, have we? No, like, exactly. This has a comic, so yeah. In fact, our jobs support it. You know. Yeah, yeah. Actual yeah. jobs. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, it's an interesting one, man. I'm glad. Yeah. I know. I forgot you said we'd have a talk about that, but I did have a read through it when it came out, and there was a, a nice little conversation on the Slack about it. Um, opinions are like assholes, though. Do you know what I mean? It's that old theory. Yeah, right? you know. But I like, quite like being exposed to kind of those kind of ideas, and then I can kind of yeah, debate think and talk about, about anything. Sure. But actually, yeah, he's, he's got something there, or well, well, maybe he hasn't. But then that sort of solidifies your position on, on something a little yeah. more. But there was a couple of a couple of thoughts within that Twitter stream of consciousness that I thought were really good. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, little protest update: security have arrived. So, all oh, right. Oh okay. wow! So it's shit. Yeah. So has I'm anyone just, got a T-shirt with your face on it at all? Or? Uh, not yet. What about you? I've just yeah. well, uh, <laughs> I see from the systems, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I've got to say hats off from for doing that. I mean, uh, eight thirty on a th- cold Thursday yeah. evening is not as fun yeah. as kick off. Probably just got sure off students, chat. and they probably just got out of bed. Yeah, want to finish off, have a chat to security and see what's going on. But at the moment, yeah, yeah they've just arrived. Good. Oh so, wow, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Don't let them think you're the grass, though. That's the problem, isn't it? <laughs> well, we've got a recording of him being doing something in the past. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, this is actually yeah. it's yeah. eight. It's eight thirty-nine. Yeah. <laughs> Good. And well, Tom has not been off this call. He's not. So. He's not. Yeah. He's not grassed up. The um, okay. Now moving on, we're going to go to the shout section. Um, yeah. I'm, oh, I'll, God, I'll start. So I put a little shout out on the Slack that we were recording earlier, and anyone want to mention anything. Death of a Necromancer is Nick Bryan and Robert Ahmed's graphic novel about black magic in a small town. And it was on Kickstarter. I backed it. It's very good. And it's now available at Gumroad. You can go to Nick Bryan. So N-I-C-K then B-R-Y-A-N. NickBryan.Gumroad.com. Get yourself a copy. Dave Craner also um, put his head up and said he mentioned... Glossy. Glossy, yeah. Glossy issues one and two. He said would make a lovely Xmas present. And issue mm. three is coming in 2023. When that comes, you can actually buy all three, but you can buy, currently buy one and two at glasscitycomics.bigcartel.com. And next uh, Saturday between noon and 4.30, the 10th, is the Cartoon County Winter Fair, and it's coming to the Brighthelm Centre, North Road in Brighton. As I said, it's um, noon to 4.30 because it's bright and nobody gets up before noon. It's free entry. Um, Simon Russell is one of the organisers of that. And there's also a community table. So if you haven't got a table at the event, um, but you want to sell your comics, you can drop them off and they will be sold. I think Simon's running the community table. Someone will sell your comics and then return the money to you at the end of the day. How cool is that? Isn't that a good idea? Get behind that if you can because it's a nice little community thing. And it's free to get in, which is unusual these days. There are my shouts. You got any guys? or? Uh, Yes. Go for it, Tom. Go for 
Beneath Us, Volume Issue One and Two, <laughs> a, a horror comic series. After a tsunami in Indonesia, an unidentified species from the deepest reaches of the ocean begin to make their way to the surface, and that's by our friend uh, Joseph Oliveira. Uh, that's oh, cool. smashed through its target. Got another sixteen, seventeen days when you hear this to go. So go check that one. Uh, he does the business. Got an absolutely lovely cover on that one of like some octopus tentacles pulling a chap down in sort of blood red water. Oh, uh, oh yeah, I've seen that. Looks, that is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's nice. Uh, we've also got Nord, Martin Simpson's epic Viking tale of a warrior king who battles death. Uh, got uh, four or five days left by the time you hear this. Uh, it could do with a little bit of a loving. It's 60, 70% there to the goal. Uh, we've mentioned this on a couple of shows. It looks absolutely fantastic. Yeah, amazing. So go check that one out. And I think that brings me to the end of my shout-outs because I'd also done Death Litter and Necromancer of Glass City, but you've got those covered, T. Cool, so, good, man. Yeah, nice cool. one. Both of them, both good books. Yeah, so, good stuff. Uh, both value members of the Slack. If you want to get your book definitely shouted out on here, then come and join the Slack and join in the conversation. Uh, we had a couple of new members uh, last couple of days. Uh, it's really active, friendly, positive, but serious discussion about all areas of comics. Come and join in. Yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah. ask advice, get feedback, post yeah. your artwork mm-hmm. up. Yeah, yeah, really good. Um, have you got any shouts, yeah. Tom? I do, yes. So now my work with Steve Conley is done. The Middle Ages has been on the podcast. I'm moving on to the next <laughs> uh, project. Steve's which great. Is, yeah. Steve's fantastic. Um, but a uh, new project is Nick Ky- uh, Kylie. He writes Life in the Life in the Acropolis. Oh, okay. Uh, it is a webcomic. It's been coming out since 2005. And it is a sort of a, a weird Western. Like a, uh, again, a bit like a weird Western, uh, a bit like uh, Mad Max, that kind of post-apocalyptic uh, webcomic. And it's called Life in the Acropolis. You can find it at uh, lifethen.com. Uh, I will put a link in for Vince to put in the show notes. Love you, Vince. And uh, yeah. <laughs> If you enjoy the kind of the, if you enjoy, uh, you know, if you enjoy Mad Max, if you enjoy the Fallout games, well worth checking out. And Nick's just a lovely guy. Good stuff, man. Nice work. That's my, my latest one. I'll be mentioning that every time until he's on. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, okay, so moving on to the recommendations. I've got two, so I might bookend you two, Bozos. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Yeah, um, absolutely. I've, I've only got the one. Cool. Same there. My first one is an homage to our fallen brother, uh, Vincenzo, because I know that he will be reading this, and we were chatting about it earlier in the little WhatsApp group. Is Plush issue one? It's the third in the the sort of stories of plastic and then vinyl, which you remember um, Vince loved. Uh, written by Doug Wagner, art by Daniel Hilliard, colorist Rico Renzi, letters by Ed Duke Shear, editor um, Kevin Gardner, main cover by Hilliard and Renzi, and other covers by Tony Fleece uh, with Orge Corona, and another cover by Tula Lote. Surprisingly enough. Two loads everywhere at the moment, isn't she? I'm seeing her work all over the place. Popping up, okay. Yeah, not sure because I saw her in New York as well. She had massive queues in New York. Yeah, mm. absolutely massive, yeah. Published by Image Comics. It got mentioned on the Slack by um, Rob Hardingham, um, which is cool. And due to it, my other comic this week being an absolutely fucking mental, shit, crazy book, I thought I'd do this as well because it's a bit of the same. Um, the story. So I won't ruin the whole story, but this this is a sort of setup to it. Devin is chatting to his friend Levi. Levi also happens to be um, dressed in a the sort of a pink furry suit, but he has the head off and it's sitting in his lap. 
So you think, what what's going on here? What's all this about? Um, turns out that Devon's fiance has got pregnant with another person, and Devon is very emotional, and Levi convincing him, convinces him to get dressed up in his spare furry suit um, and go to a party with him, and in, instantly he also roofies him at the same time. Um, well, you might think that's weird enough, but I know I know we're not into kink shaming here, are we, Tom? You're not. Kink, no. We're not going to kink shame anyone, especially not with you. Oh. No, no, no. So never. You want you want to go to a party dressed as a furry? That's fine. But um, it gets it gets quite seriously worse from this point. They end up at the party, and Devon heads outside because he's been roofied and he's going to be sick, and he throws up. And um, as he he hears a voice and turns around, and there's people who are sort of kind of furry people, and they've got the if you imagine a dead body, it's got furry furry costume legs on, but that's all you can see from the waist down to the legs. And these people are eating it. Um, <laughs> so sort of cannibal furries is what this comic is about, I think. Um, I won't spoil the rest of it, but um, they have me at cannibal. And the answer, I suppose the art is what you expect from this series, very, very in line with what's previously done. I think vinyl went off a bit on a more of a psychedelic tip actually at certain points in that series and I read it as well. Um, but this is more certainly in the first issue anyway, it's much more straightforward. There's some sort of weird fucking dead eyed furry costume design things which are going, which is slightly unsettling, but it's got that balance that you had in the previous two of being weird, bizarre comedy, but also an action drama as well at the same time, which I think works well. Great setup issue. Um, is it, Unlike a few other setup issues we've talked about recently, it's a setup which actually has quite a lot of story contained in it, which I think people need to think more about. You know, I read that comic recently, you know, which is just a plane landing over fucking twenty pages. This one much better, much more full of actually actual story. Um, and it, it, I, I kind of guess, I can only guess it's going to get much more strange uh, and weirder and weirder and weirder. There's um, an ex- also in the back. There's an extended preview of the new series called Art Brute, which is from the creators of the Ice Cream Man. Um, which I think I'm going to dive in on as well. It looks really interesting. Um, I won't spoil the twist on that. But it's worth. I think this is worth doing. I know a couple of people on the Slack said, oh, I'm going to buy this in trade. And I think you maybe are right. It's probably make a good read in trade. I occasionally I like to have these little hobbies where I buy stuff digital only, and it's a nice little surprise when it comes. Um, have you been on the Comixology app recently, guys? Or the, have you been onto the Comixology yeah. app Amazon recently? I'm giving it a miss. Yeah, no. Very few sales. I went on there today and thought, oh, I'll, I'll do an, a Europe comics. You know, and they always have a sale on that. They've had a sale on for like years on there. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. no, no value. No, you know. I think Amazon's absolutely tanked that. Yeah, I think you're right, man. Yeah. Mm, absolutely, de- absolutely destroyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I mean, like, it used to be all the talk. Like, we're the, the chief sort of buyers of that stuff. And it's gone from like, oh, here's a sale on Comixology, get this, get that, to the point where this, everyone was kind of kind of a bit of a revulsion of what they did with it, but well, they'll change it. Nothing's happened, and there's no one talks about it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know because um, it was mostly Facebook, our Facebook page back then before we had the Slack. But it was like loads of like, oh, by the way, do you know there's a like a da 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 sale on there? Get on it. These exactly. Really good and yeah. Stuff. Never mm-hmm. here now, do mm-hmm. we? Yeah. yeah. No, just no one. No. It's just the ultimate, the ultimate thing. No one talks about it, so that's yeah. what we have to say. I, I think, think another, I think another name in that coffin has been the Marvel and DC app. Yeah, I think you're right, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like as soon as you get an image one or an IDW one, that's I mean, what's that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was chatting to Eamon again about mentioned him again, but the he's he's taking. I think he, don't, he won't mind me saying it, he's trialing the Marvel and DC apps to give it a go, see if he gets his money worth out of it. And uh, he's been messaging me things like, "Did you know there's a load of Mad magazines just gone on there?" And you know they've dumped uh, on the wow. DC app. They've dumped. 
all the early, not all, but loads and loads and loads of the early Vertigo books on there. Ah, okay. Which have just gone on this week, which is pretty I might, cool. I, try, I might try that. I don't know. It's We do a free, I think the first yeah. month's a free, isn't it? Oh, I can't, I can't okay. remember, but I think so, maybe. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So that's my first one, plush issue one from Wagner and Hilliard. Very good. Just fun. It's not. A, it's, it's quite a quick read, um, but it's a fun mm. one. You know, give it a go. There you go. Very good. Who Very do you want to go next, Tomster? Yeah, absolutely fine. Um, so I enjoy Star Trek. I've been I've been watching Star Trek when I was a kid. When I was watching Next Generation. Yeah. Love DS Nine that sort of thing. And then obviously recently you've had a lot of Star Trek coming out, and something that's really grabbing has been Lower Decks. Uh, it just really works for me. The humor really works for me. It's clearly written by people who love. Star Trek and put a load of Easter eggs in there. And there's been a Lower Decks comic by IDW. Yeah. Uh, it's been a three-issue miniseries by Ryan North. Um, I read the third issue today over lunchtime. And yeah, it's been a really lovely three-issue series. I want, I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to double-dip on it. So I've already got the digital. I'll pick up the hardback when it comes out collected. It's great. It's really good. It's a really solid, tight story. It feels like an episode of the show. The only thing I complain about the series now is it's not really about the Lower Decks crew. It's more about the ship itself and the crew itself. It's basically okay. Star Trek's Cerritos. And it's if you enjoy Star Trek and you enjoy, you know, people who enjoy Star Trek, it's really worth checking out. Is Jane away uh, in the cartoon now? She's not in this cartoon. Oh, she's in she the other one, she, isn't she? Yeah. She's in the other one, yeah. The other one that skews a little bit younger. Um, yeah. I, I'm fully able to accept the art on that this isn't everyone's cup of tea. But the writing and the um, the love and the care for the series behind it, it just pays for itself, frankly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really enjoy it. It's obviously not a small press. Uh, it's really main press. But yeah, I think it's really solid. I've had a really good time reading it, frankly. Okay. Well, on, on the Star Trek tip, it was worth mentioning, you should have done the shout-outs, that Peter David's not very well. Of um, course, yes. I met him at uh, New York, and he wasn't looking great then. I think I might have upset him because he sort of shouted at me a bit. Um by asking him if he was involved in the Babylon 5 reboot. But uh, he, he didn't look very well. And I know he's he's um, he's had a couple of strokes and now he's had a heart attack as well. And I think he's uh. they, they're doing a GoFundMe. If you just look at it, it's on most of the socials. Go and find it. They're doing, they're doing a GoFundMe. If you've got a couple of quid, drop it, drop it his way. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Danster. I went and got a manga that I've been okay. going to read. Uh, Jujitsu Carson, book one. Right. Uh I started this on the app and foolishly did Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, which is kind of like the prequel to it, because I thought, oh, that's where you start. And right. I was completely wrong, because you go through about two-thirds of the story before that Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, and it's kind of like, <laughs> jump as you can imagine in manga stuff, you jumped in, say, halfway through the story, and people are using these different funky powers and talking about this stuff, you're like... What the fuck is going on? I mean, if you, you don't really take a lot of these concepts on from book one, you're going to kind of be lost. But uh, Jujutsu Kaisen follows the story of a school student, Yuji Editori, as he joins a secret organization of jujitsu sorcerers to eliminate a powerful curse named Rayomen Sukuna, of whom Yuji, become, Yuji, I think it is, becomes the host. Essentially, in this comic, he's a kind of a bit of a sports superstar. And when uh, he has to tackle kind of a, a monster curse, threatening his friend he eats this finger of this legendary curse and essentially it becomes part of him and he's got this kind of like schizophrenic thing going on where the the curse wants to take over and take control but he's like a rare individual that can make his own personality manifest over the curse 
and it starts with him essentially joining this school and uh, learning how to control his powers and then hunt down the rest of the digits of this uh, curse and he's going to eat all the fingers of it and that's oh, wow. the setup for the story okay. obviously Ooh. it's going to go a bit wild uh, there's lots of uh, like high intensity fight scenes and everyone's who if you've got a curse it's kind of like a superpower but also a kind of a negative thing and everyone's manifests in a different way one of the characters he he knocks around with has uh someone's like two wolves one's white one's black and they sort of do his bidding uh it, lots of interesting stuff like that kind of just a bit of a a, a different one i really enjoyed it I, I think i might sign up to the app again and then read the rest of it because i think it's on the shonen jump app oh is it oh yes yeah, nice. fantastic and it's one of those it's been a big series they they brought out a film of the prequel earlier this year and mm-hmm. i think that did really well so oh, cool give it a go I, it, I kind of after reading so much shonen jump i can kind of get the formula a little bit they yeah. they do write to a formula but it's like yeah that's fine i don't mind this formula sort of yeah, yeah, a young right. and experienced kind of character gets involved in this kind of yeah. hidden world he doesn't know much about and it all goes from there. I, I can't seem good faith to screw up there, but it's also two quid a month. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good. Yeah. And like, how can I, you know, popcorn's nice for two quid a month, you know? I mean, yeah, that's way, that, I think that's the way comics are going to go. They're going to go the Netflix yeah. model, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah it's yeah, going to yeah. be a paying your subscription and the money's spread out and you get as many people on the app as they can. You know, maybe have a few in-app purchases. Yeah. Well, exactly, I think yeah. that the idea of having the free one and then after a while it becomes just part of the subscription. But if you want to get super up-to-date, you'd pay a, like a quid or whatever for the, the new issue mm-hmm. Yeah, on top. You yeah, have to break down the kind of the, the, the model for it, but there's no emphasis on being like, oh, I've got to read this straight away because... I mean, it used to be like uh, talking about comics and what happened in issues. If you didn't get on it straight away, you would be behind or you'd miss out. It'd be like the, the latest TV series. Yeah. Have you seen exactly. this? And if you if you yeah, missed yeah, it, you'd be like, oh, well, Some fuck, comics, I'm... many, most comics are not talked about, are they, these days, I think? No, that's the problem. I mean, could you tell me what's happening in, you know, Fantastic Four at the moment? Or, you no, know, there's very few. No, we don't see it anymore, do we? I do like... In uh, the Slack group, there's a discussion on the recent X-Men titles, and That's there's true. a kind of a, yeah. a split between who likes what they're currently doing to the X-Men and who doesn't. And there's a, a relatively re- sizable proportion of both. Yeah, there is, some actually. Some that yeah, really like see. it and some that can't stand yeah. it. I'm a bit of two minds about the X-Men series. Some of them I, I really like, and some of them I'm like, mm. nah, come on. I think they need I think they need about half as many titles as them at the moment. I think it's too burn many it with fire. But yeah, I know it's better than it being boring, right? It's better than you not talking about them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's loads of comics, yeah. man. You scroll through what's out every week. There's loads of comics there that just nobody, nobody ever mm. mentions. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, interesting, man. Yeah, all good stuff. Nice bit of manga talk. Yes. We'd yeah. have to discuss if we're going to go manga month, manga March next year. Oh, yeah. Do that. At least yeah. do a couple of weeks of it, shall we? I'd like to do that. Yeah. I've, got oh, a few, I've, I've still got a few so. books I bought from back then that I haven't jumped into yet. So, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. yeah. Um, shall I finish off? Of course, sure. please do. So my one is Mozzarella Halloween um, by Andrew Pilkington. He's an Australian <laughs> creator out of Melbourne. I showed you this, some of this earlier, didn't I? Yeah, it looks amazing. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, it's square band, full, full colour, 132 pages. I got it from Third Bear Press, the place to get your imported comics. Um, yes. Go there and get it. It's a score, this one, but it's worth it. Um, interestingly, 
I don't think it's got a copyright declaration in it, which I'm always careful about putting in my comics. Um, oh, interesting. A copyright thing. Yeah. Um, this is a sort of comic where I'm struck with a number of questions, gentlemen. Um, what is actually happening? Beyond what <laughs> happens, what is he trying to say? And the final thing is, fuck, I think I need a shower now. That's how this comic made me feel. <laughs> um, there's, a de- there's a definite <clears throat> touch of Charles Burns in it um, with the sort of graphic content in it. Um, it's mixed with very flat and very bright colours um, <clears throat> and very unhidden, so not hiding in the shadows like a lot of comics do with the grotesquerie stuff. This is out in the in the full light. Um, it's described as the bizarre story of pizza, skin grafts and doll making, and that does not touch on it at all. The inside cover, the sort of papers, is um, <coughs> me, sorry, is a double-page spread of lots of little baby doll parts on top of a pizza, um, which makes is is you know incredibly unsettling. But it only gets worse from there. The first chapter is a bit of a strange one. I almost feel like he did the first chapter, then had to work it into the rest of the story because it, it feels a little bit disconnected. But it's um, a, sto- a sort of cautionary tale about these lizard creatures who are used as pizza toppings in a pizza factory and you think this is weird what has this got to do with um, this like weird child this weird little person that is built and it turns out this is the tv this is a tv program that our main character is watching whilst crafting from fresh fleshy looking clay stroke skin stroke flesh an adult goblin baby thing and this creature becomes alive and he's awfully disfigured, and he's got like a weird-shaped head. And he's almost immediately begins to speak, and he poses the question, "How can I be happy?" Immediately, which is like, you're like, this is not right. I don't know what's going on. And <laughs> it sort of slowly falls into this insanity thing. The man becomes dominated by this tiny adult, and is obsessed with improve. Who's impressed? Absolutely obsessed with improving his deformed features through taking tablets. And he he has to get this medicine, and he gets the man who's made him to go out and work um so the man goes out on the roads and he becomes like a road worker cleaning his job is cleaning roadkill scraping it up off the tarmac um and it it's close-ups and all these like weird animals with their guts hanging out and all blood everywhere and at this point, I did think, shall I just stop reading this now? You know, <laughs> I did actually sort of consider, shall I stop reading? But the tightness in my head said, no, I've paid for it. I'm going to read this. And I I sort of carried on trusting, I suppose, Stephen Ingram's choices and getting this in as a book. Um, but he uses this, him and this other bloke who he's working with, they use this cleaning fluid without using any personal protection equipment. And... They both then go in the shower to sort of shower it off after work and they're bleeding and there's blood everywhere. And then he wakes up in a hospital bed. This is just, it gets worse, more nightmarish as you go on. And he realises that he's his back, he's sewn back to back. He's been sewn together with his colleague mm-hmm. um, because their backs have been bleeding. They've sort of put them together and they're now joined. But because the main character is taller than his colleague, he has to carry him around and he sort of sits crouched up. Um, nearly always naked as well um it just accelerates and and just keeps dragging you further down into this sort of hideous madness um and it strikes you every page is sort of it's got this sort of ultra day glow transgressiveness about it which is just uh, fucking totally unsettling 
Um, there's that sort of flesh as a disease theme going on as well. Um, mm -hmm. And it's all done with a sort of very extremely bleak and twisted sense of humour. As you can see, it's, it's it's not serious, but it's not it's not like it's not like Carry On Constable or something. You know, it's not really like that. Um, he's Pilkington has been very successful here at getting under your skin. I think that's that's the, to the point where it makes you itch reading this book, uh, and it is it feels wrong, and it feel it feels like an illogical nightmare, you know, that sort of thing. Um, there's also these sort of outside things that are going on, themes that you, you begin to wonder at what he's playing. So when I said at the start, you know, what is he trying to say? I don't, I mean, I can't say for definite because I'm not sure, but there's this, there's a certain um, commentary on the cheapness of spirit and the, the way that we treat people who do, you know, the menial work in society. There's also, body horror there's commentary on disability um there's commentary on you know how we treat people who look differently than us but it's <laughs> so weirdly done you that would just me be second guessing um just fuck it. just this person who's just like fatalistically stuck in a world that's just getting worse and worse and worse and he's got this like weird small person with a disfigured head who has his knob out all the time who just shouts at him um it's a bit like my house be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh it's probably got the most nihilistic ending you'll read in a comic I, I dare you to find a comic without with a less with a more nihilistic ending to this it's just fucking oh my god what did i just read <laughs> um you can get a copy of it from thirdbearpress.com you can find andrew at andrew-pilkington.com and on instagram he instagram he's at pilko art p-i-l-k-o-a-r-t um, yeah, it's an experience, man. That's what comics reading is all about, isn't it? It's, just, it's not like exactly, anything yeah. else. Uh, mozzarella, Halloween. I can see it being on the shelf of Gosh and, you know, some head shops and stuff like that. But uh, interesting. Hmm. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Okay. Yeah. This one. See how that one works out. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's better that we have things that are, um, you know, it's good to have weird shit, right? Yeah. yeah. Great uh, if that stuff was uh, in Gosh, how would it kind of? There, there is some some crazy stuff in Gosh. Isn't yeah, there? I can. I know which bit of shelving they put it on. Put it that way, you know. So like one of those sort of yeah. things. Um, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. We saw Greg, didn't we? From yeah, Greg and I saw Tom as well. Yeah, we saw that. Yeah. Uh, Greg, who's been on the show previously. Yeah, good. So that's the recommends. I think we're doing quite well that's for the... timing here. It's, it's weird how yeah. we're getting at exactly the right time. The um, so. Um, have you got something you'd like us to talk about or have you got something you'd like us to recommend or have you got a book you can send us that you would like reviewing or recommending then please get in touch and go to awesomecomicspod at gmail.com or alternatively you can send me a copy at tony.awesomecomicspod at gmail.com on twitter we're at the awesome pod facebook.com awesome comics podcast or you can also find us at awesome comics talk but where, the, where, where, does, where does the real heat happen tom where's the real sauciness happen I mean, this process is still going on, so you're going to find me on the run. Uh, <laughs> as I as I head as I head towards it uh, after this recording's finished. Is there I'm, any indication what they're protesting about? No, from yeah. this distance. Uh, so I'm about maybe a hundred meters away, so I don't ah, can't okay. see from this distance. So I am. I'm genuinely going to go have a look afterwards and see what's going yeah, on. Don't get risked because no, I'll try not to. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> 
you can find me at the local county courts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. I mean, like if you if you know if you know me, you know where to find me. I'll do. Cool. You can also find us all on the Slack. That's where uh, that's where the, the, the it's happening. Um, oh, apologies. Sorry, that was a leader. No, that's fine. It? That's fine, man. That's fine. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're free willing at this point. Um, yeah. Good. You can uh, find us at www. Always say those awesome comics. Podbean. Um, why not leave us a review? We haven't had a review for a, a good few months now. And say something nice, or say something horrible, or mention Dan's moustache. It's coming off. Is it? Oh. Yeah. After after the campaign, that's that's the Faustian pact I made with hitting the target. <laughs> <laughs> so by the time this comes out, you won't have a moustache. No, I find that a shame because I think I was I was thinking it would suit you now. It's, you're growing oh, into it. Okay, you? yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, that's how these Faust impacts work out, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, well, you can <laughs> we can you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podknife, and also you can find us on Pod. Hey, mate, have you got any films where people actually die? <laughs> Which is what you dare to say to a seller on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. Um, where, where, come on, Tom? Where can we find you, mate? Uh, you, find you, can find me, you can find me. this chuckle on Twitter. Good. Always go there. Um, and thanks for running the drink and draw, by the way, man. That was very yes. Ah, no. Cheers, dude. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to do so. Genuinely, it's a genuine joy, and I genuinely love doing it. It's a good fun one. Yeah, Daniel. You can find me on Twitter at Vanguard Comic, and you can read Vanguard at VanguardComic.com. Boom. Nice one. Uh, you'll be uh, living it, living it up the high life, won't you? In a couple of weeks, when the money drops. Oh yeah, yeah. You can find <laughs> you can find me in the corner of the car park, cranking away because everyone forgot my birthday. Or at www.neverironanything.com. Thanks, guys. Another cracking episode. Vince, we miss you. Feel mm, better. Yeah. Hope you're feeling a bit stronger yeah, well, soon, man. Yeah, and um, thanks for listening, everyone. And from myself, Dan, and Tom, what should people do? Stay awesome. That sounded pretty good. That's all right. That's all right. All right, guys. All right. See you later. Love you.